If you travel, you know how to really go off the grid. Like no cell service in your room, off the grid. You know which remote retreats have the best herbal baths, sound baths, and ice baths. Because when you set up your out-of-office, you mean it. Because when you're the escape artist, vacation is all about resting, meditating, drinking water, and minding your own businessing. The Delta Sky Miles Platinum American Express card. If you travel, you know. Learn more at go.amex slash you know. When you're constantly on the move, it's not just pits that break a sweat. From your armpits to your thighs and everywhere in between, new whole body deodorant cream and sticks from Shea Moisture are your secret weapon to staying fresh and confident all day long. Made from melanin-rich skin and packed with plant-based goodness, embrace a new era of freshness with whole body and stick deodorants from Shea Moisture. Find them at your nearest Walmart and walmart.com. And when you do, your whole body's covered. Welcome to the Friends. Every time I'm in the zone. My name is Dustin. I'm Francesca, also known as K Friend. Hey. My name is Asante. This is the Friend Zone. This is the show. What's the procedure when you got a gun in your hand? What the motherfucking procedure when you got a gun in your hand? What? I know it. That was a clip from the live interpretation, the stage play, uh, Set It Off. They have adapted the film Set It Off into a live stage play starring uh, Kyla Pratt, DeBrat, uh, Demetria McKinney, and LaToya Luckett. And that was LaToya wow. Luckett. I I want to see Acting it. out a scene <laughs> where she delivered the iconic line, what's the procedure when you got a gun to your head? And then she gave it a beat. He gave it a question. She responded with what's the... She gave. She stepped up a couple octaves. She didn't fail up. Okay, she succeeded and went <laughs> oh, up. Oh, God. <laughs> and she said, what's the motherfucking procedure when you got a gun to your head? Now, for me, okay, this was interpreted as a lesson in coping. It's a coping mechanism. Right? Because sometimes in life, you really might feel like you got the gun to your head. And it's a way of a self-check. You know what I'm saying? It might be, you know, it could be overeating. It could be, you know, um, overspending. Hmm. Shout out to today's episode. Hmm. It could be anything you're overindulging. You check yourself by saying, what? What's What's the the procedure procedure? when you got a gun to your head? (laughs) The hashtag this week. Is what's the procedure when you got a gun to your head? <laughs> that's a long ass hashtag. And that's why it's about discipline. Hey, Tony gave you more characters now. That's it. You know True. what I'm saying? You're taking the belt to your own rear. Okay? <laughs> that's what this is about. Okay? It's about putting yourself on punishment. Okay? Oh, God. So, with that being said, and most importantly understood, I'd like to take this opportunity to welcome everyone to the friend zone. You're weekly looking at all things mental health, mental wellness, and mental hygiene because who in the hell would like a musty brain? I know I wouldn't. <laughs> I said, knew it wouldn't. He said, Welcome to the friend zone. Yes. Hi, hi friend. Hi, guys. How are you? I'm good. How about you guys? How are your weekends? Oh, God, my weekends. Y'all, let me tell you. Can I can I just talk about Monday for one second? Yeah. <laughs> I got on the train. Right. First of all, the MTA has been operating in lowercase all weekend. Right. I so know. whatever. I don't know like, what is going on. I mean, it's literally like the pits. But my day uh, yesterday 
on Monday morning, I got on the train going to work. There was a guy who I think he had been drinking or whatever. He was sitting in the seat. We were on the A train, so the seats was kitty corner. You know what that means. And so he was sitting on the two-person seat to my left. <laughs> he literally just fell out the damn seat, like, onto the floor of the train. And, like, it was like, ugh. And then, then just stayed there. <laughs> Mind you, my commute to work That's every day mood, is, like, y'all. 40... Wide awake, cause first, you know, Damn. I'm a humanitarian. Like you know what I'm saying? So like, I'm like, yo, is he all right? So like, I looked down and shit, but he was wide awake and just like, fuck it, I ain't even getting up. Yeah, and mind you, my commute is like 41 minutes, right, door to door, down to the ground the entire time, wow. and that happened after I got on the first stop. Wow. And I didn't move. At first, I was like, well, damn, should I get up and move? But then I'm like, I don't want him to roll nowhere. <laughs> so I just stayed there as long as I could, so but I had to go. But that was how my day, that's literally like what I started my day with. I'm like, what the hell is going on? I was seeing crazy shit, people falling. It was all kind of shit going on. Then I got off the train and this girl, this isn't even a big deal. It was just odd that it was like the next thing that happened to me. I got off the train and this girl was walking towards me with like an electric platinum blonde wig and green lipstick. So it was like that crazy shit happened on the train, and then I got off, and I look up, and I see somebody with green lips, like, standing in front of me. It's just a crazy morning. So that's what happened to me. What about you, Asante? Oh, wait, actually, Asante had an amazing weekend. I was about to yes, say, you my did. weekend was very, very lit. Um, shout out to everybody that came out to me first, uh, If I Were a Rapper show. Um, <laughs> um, the show was so bomb that people that had a great-ass time decided to stay and buy tickets for the second show. So that was wow. dope as fuck. Um, it was great. It was the first of its kind, and I was so exhausted afterwards. Uh, thank you to DJ Queen of Space for spinning the jams. Yeah, yeah. Uh, thank you to my angels that came out to dance, um, Tony, Coco, and uh, Shelly. Yes. Uh, <laughs> thank you to Alex for making it happen. Thank you to my friends for showing up and showing out. All you guys were amazing. And we stayed twice. <laughs> and y'all stayed twice, and y'all played. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Crystal, Fury, Jay, y'all played. Man. Uh, it was a great time. It was a great, great time. So... <laughs> and then you know Dustin actually I have a bone to pick with you well pick it get but, to picking <laughs> you know what you better pick it up that's all I know all I'm <laughs> no, gonna you say you pick the bone but you better make look, sure look, you look, pick look, it look. up actually actually you know I don't have no bone to pick with you all I'm gonna oh, say okay. to Fran <laughs> is <laughs> um Brittany and you know who I'm talking about do so, I somewhere <laughs> <laughs> Oh, no, no. Okay, no. So let's get into the show. <laughs> and see, he don't even know. That's how bad it is. No. So for today's episode, because I, I don't want to waste... text alert in a minute. <laughs> I don't want to waste any time. We have an amazing special guest by the name of Tiffany Aliche. Yay! Also hey, known Tiffany. as... Having me. Also known as the Budgetista online. In these streets. In these streets, yes. right? Yes. So we, you know, the past couple of weeks we've been having all these episodes. We had Claude and Chuck. We've had our own discussions about our goals. Remember, we did the pillars of success. But one of the things that we need as a foundation is financial literacy. Because once Amen. you start making the money, or even before you make the money, you need to make sure that you know what to do with it, that you've cleared out your debt. So many different factors that play into how you will do when the money comes and even you achieving your goals in the first place. So I thought, what 
better person to have than an expert who has literally been sitting with us the past hour and blowing our minds. Man. Like that, we running late now. Because <laughs> we just we had so many questions for her and kind of just warming up to understand like the best way to go about this episode. But honestly, I just want her to take the reins yes. right. because she is amazing like she is about to have all of us be millionaires by next week so her name is literally the budget nista yeah. i was sold <laughs> okay. so i want to start with credit okay because i think credit is a big one it it's something that is universal everyone can kind of whew, i'm sure people are already getting a little anxious with mm -hmm. us even just bringing it up so my first question for you, actually, no, you know what? Before we even get into credit, I have a personal question for you. Okay. How, How did you find the bank? No, I'm just playing. Oh, <laughs> you I'm just playing. I'm just playing. <laughs> you know, I got a couple comments. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all right, black people doing all right. <laughs> no, I wonder where did this come from? This desire to teach and create a brand based on financial literacy? Was it something that your family was into when you were younger and kind of encouraged? Or was it something that maybe you hit a couple walls growing up and thought, "Woo, this is how I got my way out of it. Now let me teach everyone else how to do it. How'd that come about? It was a mix of both. So I'm Nigerian. Both my parents were born in Nigeria. Shout out Ibo Kwenu. Talk <laughs> your <laughs> shit. <laughs> and so um, when my dad realized he was having five girls, so I don't Ooh, have any brothers, boy. he was like, y'all finna know how to manage this money. I hear that. So he was an accountant and a CFO, and he had a bachelor's in finance and his master's in economics. So we would literally have money lessons on Thursdays. And I thought it was totally no normal, really, until I got to college, and I realized didn't nobody know no, how to, like... at all. Uh -oh. Still. Yeah. <laughs> so I started just helping my college friends, and then their friends, and then their friends. No um, way. Mm -hmm. just, so, just like I was, like, the go-to girl for money. Like, you know, you have, like, the hair girl, yeah. the makeup girl, like, the relationships girl. They were like, oh, you got a money issue? Go see Tiff. So you've always been good with money. Yeah, you had that foundation set early. Yes, a strong foundation. Mm -hmm. mm. Whew, okay, because I wish I could say the same. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> but then, like, but I really, my foundation was just, I just did what my dad told me to do. Mm. And then when I was feeling a little froggy, you know, about 25, you start smelling yourself. Mm -hmm. And I started making my own grown financial choices and messed everything up. How? So, well, first I'd saved, I was I was a school teacher after graduating college, and I'd saved about $40,000 in two years. I was making $39,000 a year. Did you? Whoa. <laughs> okay. But like I said, I listened to my dad. He said, this is how you budget. This is how you save. Don't get into debt. We got to get your dad on episode. <laughs> <laughs> and then, um, so I saved my 40000 I bought myself a condo. Not cash, but I, I bought a condo. I put a down payment down. So mm -hmm. everything was going good. And then one of my friends, who turned out to be a scam artist, but... I said, I want to learn how to invest. You seem rich. You got a Lamborghini. You got a... This is before I knew that people... Just because you have all that stuff doesn't, doesn't mean, mean... You, know? you have all that stuff. Yeah. yeah. Right. <laughs> right. And so he's like, yeah, I'm going to show you how to invest. You know, you use other people's money. And I said, oh, I didn't realize he was going to use my money. So he's like, oh. well, I had no credit card debt. He said, open up two credit cards and pull the money out. It's called a cash advance. <laughs> and so I did because I was foolish. And he promptly ran away with my money. We had a contract, oh but it didn't God. mean anything. I couldn't find him. And I'm always like, you know what? Now I'm I'm married to a real one. I'm like, I wish we catch him in the street because I just know my husband will handle that. Oh, but, my God. So, yes. He probably grew like a sixth toe or something <laughs> like that behind that shit. Don't worry so. about it. You know, so it ended up being, so it was $20,000. Jesus yes. Christ. And so because I thought I was going to be rich soon, now all of a sudden I have this credit card debt. So I started with this credit card. You know, I started using it thinking I'm going to make my money back. And I ran up $15,000 more dollars. Oh. Oh so my goodness. Where I was $35,000 in debt. 
in a house. But I was still like, you know, it's okay because I knew how to save and, and pay it down. But I refused to pay it down because I said, I'm going to get my money from him. Right. So I was calling him every day. So for a year, I said, I'm not going to take responsibility. I, I'm going to get my money from him. And then a year ha- like happened, and I realized it wasn't going to happen. He wasn't going to pay me back. So I started to put into place a plan to pay it back. And then I lost my job because it was a recession. Oh, like two thousand. I know. I was like, word, Jesus. That's how we doing it? That's <laughs> how we doing it? But I pray. Back to back. Yes. It was a lot. And so at the time, I'd been in a relationship for like six years. We broke up. So it was like, lost my man, <gasps> lost my condo, lost my job. I had to move back home with my parents. I remember it was my, I was 29 turning 30. And I was like living in, at my parents' house, sleeping in my middle school bed, which was an extra schmedium, like a small medium. Right, I know. <laughs> and like, yo, you, yeah, that, <laughs> that long, long bed. Yeah. Oh my God. That dorm no, bed. Yeah, I just, that yo, long one. <laughs> don't nothing humble you like a schmedium bed. That's right. Yes. And so from there, I said, okay, this is clearly rock bottom for me. And so I, as I dug my way out, I promised myself, like, yo, when I figure this out, I'm going to help out my friends. And so that's how the budget needs to start. That as I started fixing my situation, because at least I had the foundation of how to fix it. Yeah. So I learned it. Right. And so I started helping because it was a recession. So almost all of my friends were going through something similar. So as I fixed one thing, I would show them how to do it. Then fixed another and then show them. And before I knew it, I really became the go-to for in my friend circle for... How do you rebuild after you lose everything? And then the budget needs to start to spread because they told their friends. And then mm. social media became a thing. Right. And it started to get shared. And before I knew mm. it, you know, now my friends now, we call ourselves. Uh, so I used to call me and my friends dream catchers. Mm. You know? So now there are 600,000 dream catchers oh in 100 different countries. So these are women worldwide who that, that like I've connected with and I've helped with their finances. And so we've been to take over the wow. world. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Come so on. what made you call the brand the Budget Nista? Well, it was my baby sister. So I was like, I need a name. Maybe Budget Diva, maybe. But they were all taken <laughs> online. And she was like, oh, you know the fashionista? I said, yeah. She said, that's not you. Um, but you know, <laughs> she's shady. You know, the baby's always shady. I was like, oh. Uh, mind you, you look cute. <laughs> right, right. But she was like, mm-mm. But, you know, you're real cheap. You should be the Budget Nista. <laughs> so oh. I Googled it, and it was free. So that's what it became. Oh, my God. Goodness. Okay. So and then, so what year did Budgetista kind of come on the scene? So the social I would media say, scene. So, so 2010. Oh my mm-hmm. goodness. Okay. So two years after the recession, yep. you bounced back and started a company. Well, no, no, I wasn't making no money. I mean, I had a name. Right. True. You know? Yeah. So, I mean, I should know. You know? <laughs> right. <laughs> so I remember I used to charge people like 50 bucks to sit down with them one on one, and then we would do their budget. And I'm like, girl, you ain't even got no money. <laughs> So I couldn't even charge them. It's almost like, we, there's something. Then that's when I realized the, the kind of business I wanted to have, right? Because I said, the people that I'm helping, they didn't have money. So I'm like, but how do I get paid? So I started partnering mm. with organizations like the United Way was my first contract. So they paid me to then go into the community and then teach for free. Uh, so and you so, took the corporate money yes, to that. To, gotcha. So like Robin Hood. Right. That's right. I Shit. always Robin say that. Hood. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and so that's how, like, so that's the business model is to really get money for the most part from corporate, like, clients and entities and yes. sponsorships. And then give, I give away about 80% of what I do for free. I always say that. Mm-hmm. I, and wow. I always say that I, my goal is always to take from corporate, take, 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 mm-hmm. so that the information can continue to be free. Yeah. And that's always the best way to go about it. Okay, so now that you have this huge brand with the dream catchers, mm-hmm. the budgetista, what are the topics that come up the most within our communities as far Definitely as financing? Credit, debt, student loans. I mean, mm-hmm. nobody ever wants, nobody ever asked me about budgeting, but that's the foundation 
of like, everything. Yeah, so typically that's the crack, you know? Okay. But, like, um, so I'll sneak it in. I always call it, you know, sneaking the peas with the pizza. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Like, you don't want your vegetable, but you're going to have to get it. Mm-hmm. Right. You know? So let's start with credit. Okay. So what are the tips? How do we get started? What What is, how do you navigate having terrible credit? So here's the thing about credit. So of all the things, budgeting, debt, student loans, credit is the easiest. So if mm. that's your thing, like rest assured, it's just some tips and tricks. So first you have to know how credit is calculated. So there are five components to your credit score. 10% is inquiries. So that means anytime you're at like some like big store and they're like, you want to open up a credit card? You can lose um, up to 8 to 30 points off your credit score. Just wow. applying, even if you don't yeah. get it. Yes. So do not apply So for having it. an old Navy card, yes. a Target card. It's called an inquiry. So okay. anytime somebody inquires into your credit to loan you money, mm. you are losing points. That's 10% of your score. What about the Delta card? Anytime it doesn't, it could be a mortgage. It's an inquiry. Yeah, but it's okay. Like, say if you're gonna, if you, if you, you, you just have to be mindful. So you don't want to be opening up all the, all of these right. things. You know, right. just know that anytime that you give somebody like your social security number to get money, like then you know that's called an inquiry and it's bringing down your score. Now, inquiry stay on your credit report for two years, um, but it only affects for about a few months. Usually under six months. So it's not a huge thing, but just be mindful. Okay. And then another 10%, I always have like the mind of an old lady, so I have to look at my, um, <laughs> Same. my book. Right? So type of debt. So that means, so credit bureaus like to see that you have like a student loan and, and a mortgage and a car, and, but that's only 10%. So as you just get more grown, you're going to have that, so you don't have to do anything. Just know that a mix of credit is something that, that people are looking for. Because if you're going to buy a house and all you ever have is credit card debt, then they're looking, well, how do we know that you can actually afford this house, you know? Mm. And so for me, for example, I didn't have to go out and get a mortgage to prove I could pay a mortgage. I just went to my landlord and said, can you sign this affidavit saying I was never late? You know, mm. so there's ways okay. around it, you know? So that's just type of debt, 10%. That's number two. So number three is length of credit history, and that's 15%. So you want to keep your oldest credit card open if possible So because it's an average. So let's just say you have one card that's 10 years old and you have another card that's one years old. You just open up this new card. 10, one, 10 plus 1 is 11 divided by 2. Because you just open up that card, you just split your length of credit history in half, basically. Because mm-hmm. now your length of credit history is not 10 years. Now it's five and a half years. So every time you open up new credit or especially new credit cards, you are splitting your length of credit history. Damn, so, you can't do nothing right. <laughs> <laughs> so to, this is the thing. Like, if you really need that card, get it. But oftentimes we throw it away yeah. for something we didn't. So as long as you know, like, do I really need this credit card? Like, if you know you travel a lot, y'all travel a lot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You, are, do you guys use travel cards? Like, do you have like a ch- like a whatever? Mm-hmm. I want like one, a Delta but... credit card. Well, or... not just like that, but like there, for example, it's like tra- Chase Venture card or whatever. So no, there are credit cards specifically that as you use them, you can earn points. Like my husband. And I going to Jamaica in a week and we didn't have to pay for flights because I used my card um, for business and I racked up flights points mm-hmm. you know and now we get to fly for free right you know and that's how I you use it responsibly <laughs> responsible credit yeah because you use it so much I mean you can fly I mean you can go on vacation and fly for free right so and that's, that's why even when you pay mm-hmm. off mm-hmm. a credit card you shouldn't close it no you, you shouldn't should leave well, it open it depends so I mean, that's the next one which is utilization that's 30% of your score oh mm. wow so that's right? a big that's huge so right. this is what I call the underbelly Right. So people who are like, I pay my bills on time. I'm never late. How come my credit score is not good? It's usually your utilization. So let's just say you have a credit card that's a hundred dollars and right, that's the limit. And then your um your balance is ninety dollars. So that means your utilization is ninety percent mm. of your credit. That's too high. You're almost maxed out. 
really your utilization should not go over 30%, meaning you have a $100 limit card, your balance should not go over $30. And because $30 mm. is your new maximum. Because anything over that is literally dragging down your score. Oh, but people don't realize that. <laughs> so, and utilization is an average. So let's just say, so you asked me about closing your card. So let's mm. just say you've got one card, it's a $100 limit, um, $100 balance, so you're maxed out. And you have another card, $100 limit, you're not using it at all. You're like, I'm not even using this card. But your utilization between these two cards, the average is 50%. This one is max, this one is not used at all. So you're only using 50% of your available credit card, right? You close this one, now you have 100% utilization, you see? So when you close a card, you're affecting your utilization. So, But you might have 20 cards, and you could close one and not really affect your utilization. Right. So you want to do the math of how much is my limit, how much is my balances. If I close this card, will my utilization go above 30%? If you want to buy a house, you really should stay in the 10 to 15% range. Damn! Mm -hmm. And so, okay, because <clears throat> one thing, after I paid off all of my credit card debt, mm -hmm. I was like, I'm never touching my credit card again. Mm -hmm. But then a lot of, I was reading a lot of financial articles, and they say you should still use it. Yeah, so Just like the keep best it way. active. Don't, don't not use it anymore ever Because they're going to close it on you. Because mm. cards be like, why are we here? <laughs> right? <laughs> you think you slick? Right? So, right? So 35% is your, is your, 35% uh, of your score is your payment history. Meaning like, do you pay? So this is why you want to use it. Because the biggest part of your credit score is your, do you pay on time? Do you pay at least the minimum? So this is what I do. I call it the jump like Jordan method. This is how you get your credit card to jump. <laughs> So you get a card, you've paid it off, yay. You look at you look for Netflix or something inexpensive, you know, mm. and you put it on that card, automatically charging that card. That card stays home. And then you go to your bank account, you should have a separate checking account for bills. Mm. Right? So I'm African, we have jello rice, right? So that's pot food. You know, like so if you're if you're Spanish, you might have a paella. Mm -hmm. You know, if you're like from Louisiana, it might be gumbo, right? Mm -hmm. So that means you have all your food in one pot, great for food, terrible for money. Because you got your savings, your 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 investment money, your um your bill money all in one bank account. Uh-uh. Like I said, it's good for for food, but not for money. You should have a separate checking account for bills, a separate checking account for spending. Separate for investing, separate for savings. I break it down further. I like to have separate um, accounts for different saving goals, you know, mm. like a house account, a car account, you know. And so you're, you're going to have that card charged every month, and then you're going to have your bills account pay that card off every month. Call and ask for what your, um, your statement date is, meaning like the day that they've acknowledged you used it, so that way you can pay it off. If you do that, you're going to see your score start to raise. Mm -hmm. So I call it jump like Jordan because you know Jordan used to jump and be like, so I'm like just post millennial. I'm like LeBron's cute, but we know Jordan, right? Right. <laughs> right? So yeah, so people don't like so if you pay off a debt in full, it could be five dollars. The credit bureaus care more about your habit, less about the actual money and the amount. So if you have the habit of paying off a debt in full, so when I lost my house to foreclosure, so when I bought my house, I had an eight eight hundred credit score. I dropped to a five forty seven because of the foreclosure. So I did that with two cars, and it took me two years to go up to a 750. Mm. And people don't realize 750 is the beginning of perfect credit, meaning like, mm -hmm. so Fran, you told me you had like an eight-something, right? 815. Right? Ooh. So my yeah. husband's 750 and your 815, same thing in the eyes of the lender. Oh, you're shoot. both going to get eight plus. So when people kill themselves with 800, I'm like, once you get the 750, you're going to get Be the good. same. Right. It's, it's A plus credit. It's a range that they give you, like your interest rate. So seven fifty and above, you're gonna get the the best credit rating. And if I let's say, because with my business account, mm -hmm. with my credit card that I use, if I make a charge for like two thousand mm -hmm. dollars for something, is it smarter to pay it off completely, or should I like pay it off in increments? Like, does it matter? 
Like, so as you, far as like trying to help and keep my credit and the credit card looking good, paying it off is is the best. But you have you want to pay it off after it's been acknowledged. Meaning, like, so people sometimes will want to they'll charge the card and pay it off that day. That the, the credit I bureau, do that. <laughs> yeah. So the credit bureaus have not acknowledged that you even mm. used the card. So you want to ask, what is my, my what is my statement date? So what is the day that the statement is actually issued? Meaning, we acknowledge Fran has a balance. Oh, then okay. you pay it off. You see what I mean? Got you. So that way, then you're acknowledging like charge used and paid off. Charge paid off. Mm-hmm. Okay, see, that's so important for me because I think in fear of credit card debt, as soon mm-hmm. as I charge it, I'm already like, I got to get this off, got to get this mm-hmm. off. You know what I mean? A lot of people do that. But if you're used, like, and it's fine if, you're, if your credit score, like your credit score is fine. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you can do that and be fine because I mean, what else do you need? You're past right. 850. Yeah. You're past 750. But for someone who's specifically trying to raise their score, you wanted to make sure that 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 habit of paying off a debt, but it has to be acknowledged first. Okay. Mm-hmm. They will have you literally... See, this pisses me off because these are details and things, and, and not even details, but these... Well, they are details. It's just information mm-hmm. that people don't know. Yep. And mm-hmm. there's so many people who are working tirelessly to, like, get themselves in better shape financially mm-hmm. and don't even know and sitting still like a tips. motherfucker yep. wondering, like, damn, not knowing to call and ask yep. what your statement date is. Mm-hmm. Not knowing that just simply paying the balance on time. Mm-hmm. <sighs> when I met my husband, his credit score was like a six-something. And I was like, uh-uh, baby. Ooh, baby, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, let me see. Are you late under your bills? He was like, no. I'm trying to figure out what it is. He had one credit card, a secured credit card, and it was a $500 limit, but he had $650, a $650, oh, I mean, a, a $450 balance. So he was almost maxed out. Oh. But he did it on purpose because he thought, that I get my good. credit card, I, I use it, and then he was like, I was paying like 25 bucks a month on it to show them I can pay. See, that's how yes. we're taught. And I told him, I'm like, no, they pay it off. They taught me that same thing, too. Yeah, I said, pay it off. He paid it off. His credit score rates over 100 points in God three months. Damn. Mm-hmm. I said, you're welcome. <laughs> that's how you hold it upgrade. down. What? Okay. I'm like, mm, it's called the upgrade. <laughs> Hello? And that's the other thing, man, the credit that you're marrying into. Woo! That's a whole other episode. Yeah, but I mean, to me, like I said, credit is not super hard. Like, if your grandma to has, a, to, has good credit, ask her to add you to her card as an authorized user. Tell her grandma. That's what happened to me. Yeah, you don't it's have to give me a card. my my parents. Exactly. As an authorized mm. user, because you can actually, you will actually inherit their good behavior, but you won't inherit their mistakes because ultimately it's them using the card you know right. so it's a great it's a great way to get a foot you're not going to raise a whole lot of points but it's a great way to get something positive on your on your credit report yes mm-hmm. okay so those are you said four well, the, the five. So, yeah, I gave you the five. So it's those are the five. utilization, um, uh, type of debt, inquiries, um, length of credit history, and um, payment history. So those are the five components of your credit score. Woo! Mm-hmm. Okay, and there's really nothing else, right? You just have to inquire about all of those five pillars. Well, really, the, here's the thing. If you really want to raise your credit score, pay on time and get your utilization down. Pay down your debt. You know, and then if you do have a credit card with a zero balance, do that jump like Jordan. Pay it off every month. Just put the cheapest thing that you have on it and pay it off every single month. Ask your grandma, can I be an authorized user? Your mom, your dad, somebody who has a good card and good standing, can I be an authorized user? And if none of that works, you can always get something called a secured card. And so that's a credit card with training wheels, that, but you have to have money. You have to have at least five to $600. Is that like the Uncle Rush card? <laughs> Child, don't even get me started oh, on no, that. baby, what is you doing? Yeah, oh, hey. <laughs> I'm like, I like in the other capacities, but I'm like, those are predatory. Those type right. of like, yeah. Right. You know, so a secured card, you typically can get it from your bank, and the bank is like, I don't know you. 
Mm. By the looks of it, though, you don't pay back. So what we're going to do is you're going to give me $500. We're going to put it in a savings account for you. And guess what your limit is on your credit card? $500. So Mm. should you decide not to pay me, we got your money already. So a secured card is basically your card with training wheels. And if you do right by the secured card after about a year, they'll make it a regular credit card and give you back your money. Mm. I remember I was at the bank. Did they give you a bonus? Well, just like a little, like, you know, like, you know, dollar fifty. If that. We were at the bank once and my husband was like, babe. I got $500 in my account extra. Let's go. I was like, that's, that's not how these things. He didn't realize that his secured card had cut, expi- not expired, but he got upgraded to a regular card. And it was I, the money he had already He was about to in. trick it up. I was like, look <laughs> at wow. you. Look at you. <laughs> oh, okay. This is me. so valuable. Because like Dustin was saying, these are tips that are pretty simple, mm-hmm. but you just wouldn't know. Yeah. But And also, people don't take the time to look that up. People don't take the time to look it up while you're sitting up watching. Never mind. <laughs> Go ahead. Go ahead, Tiffany. <laughs> okay, so that's as far as credit. Right, yep. What's mm-hmm. the next thing that people ask the most about? People ask the most about probably, I would say, debt. Debt just mm-hmm. in general? Yeah. So student loan debt. You know, everybody is like, oh, these student loans. So here's the thing. You have federal student loan debt and you have private student loan debt, a.k.a. the devil. Right. Because federal student loan debt, by law, if you're struggling, there are things in place that they must do to help you. So you've got forbearance. You've got... um income-based repayment. So if you're broke, I wish I knew this when I was, like, broke because I was, like, putting my stuff in deferment. Defer, defer, defer. But when I was on unemployment, I could have literally signed up for income-based repayment and been paying $0 a month. I was just reading Mm -hmm. about that. I didn't know about that either. So they can look at your income and say, well, based upon your income, your monthly payment is a dollar. Your monthly oh, payment is two dollars. Yeah, so wow. because you want to save your for your deferment because it's only limited. You might only get a, a number of years to defer. Yeah. So you want to save it, and so if you're struggling, apply for income based for payment, and then really look into student loan forgiveness. So I was a school teacher for a number of years, and I didn't realize like, yo, I can get forgiveness. So I got about seventeen thousand dollars worth of my <gasps> loan forgiven. Mm-hmm. Cause I have my master's in education, so it was a fifty thousand dollars. That's how much it, it cost me because I my um, my parents for the took care of a lot of my undergrad and then I paid the rest of it off. And then I got my master's trying to be cute, $50,000 later. Oh my God. <laughs> right? I'm not a principal because that's what it was for. And um, But I, because I had been a teacher for 10 years, I was able to qualify for um, a certain amount of forgiveness. Yes. And so the thing is, even if you don't naturally qualify, meaning like um, you don't work for the state. Um, you, that was my next question. Mm-hmm. Is everyone Can everyone qualify? You can because here's – so one of my friends, her name is Angela. She's got this great business called um, Financial Aid Strategist. So she was telling me, had I not worked for the school, I could have started my own nonprofit and worked for – like so I could have had a regular job and had my own nonprofit and worked for my nonprofit and racked up the years necessary to, to, to qualify for student loan forgiveness. Because wow. it's based on public... Yes, perfect. Public service. Public basically. service mm-hmm. jobs, right? Yep. Like wow. federal, yeah, Isn't that right? State. I was like mind blown. <laughs> Yo, you just... They don't tell us nothing. <laughs> they don't. Michael Jackson. Mm-hmm. They don't care about us, man. I'm telling you, it's really why I started the Budgetista because we are... It's not even just we're not told. The information is literally purposefully withheld. I'm in these right. rooms. Purposefully withheld. Which is and why I was so happy to have you here today. You know, yeah, and it's scary. Yes. And so I'm just like, that's not fair. So as soon as I learn something, I'm like, mm, I'm going back and tell. I tell. <laughs> <laughs> the bone carrier. I'm the bone carrier. That's well, right. Just call okay. me Sojourner. We, uh, okay. we going to get free together. Because <laughs> I was reading about the public service loan forgiveness, right? Mm-hmm. PSLF. And they were saying that 13,000 people applied. Yep. But only 1,000 people were eligible. 
And so, so that's why I was like, well, how is that helpful? And honestly, uh, oftentimes, like, so when, so Angela, like I told you, who owns um, Financial Aid Strategist, right? Mm-hmm. So when I first called, they were like, oh, no. And she was like, oh, girl, they lied to you. Because, you know, folks, they don't want to do their job. <gasps> mm-hmm. So sometimes you got to get on the phone with somebody who knows. Right. You know, so she was like, no, actually, according to statute 221456. Yes, <laughs> Lord. <laughs> I was like, eh. That's my Aunt Angela. Meanwhile, she ain't my aunt, but I was like, oh, my Aunt Angela's on the phone. She'll be, she'll be taking over on this call. So yes. sometimes you you need, you know, guidance because right. at first I was like, Angela, it's not that big of a deal. She said, girl, it's $17,000. I said, wait, wait, how much? She said, that's what's on the line. Oh, oh, my oh God. So I filled out the necessarily necessary paperwork, but people got don't... her on the line. Exactly, right? <laughs> okay. Jesus on the main line. Okay. Right? What you want. <laughs> exactly. But, you know, what I learned is that um, another thing that I learned with, when it comes to um, student loan forgiveness, like I said, that you can, uh, you can create that environment for yourself, but there are some jobs that you don't think are... Not necessarily public service, but they're linked to like a state job, like like liquor stores. You work at a liquor store, boo boo. You can actually apply and qualify for student loan forgiveness because it's considered what? like it's like state run liquor stores are are mm, like the regulations mm-hmm. and shit. So like people don't oh, like there's shit. certain little so you you volunteer at your church. Yeah, give us give a, us a few. You more a deacon, ideas. yeah, right? Give us a list. <laughs> <laughs> you a deacon at your church or something like that, and you put in a certain number of hours, you can get a letter for them. And get some loans forgiven. Y'all, I'm working for TD Jakes. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> you been trying to make your move. I've been trying. Sure it is. I knew. The fact that they call it student loan forgiveness right. has always been so telling to mm-hmm. me. Like, you know it's something fucked yes. up. They got to be like, look, I just, you, we forgive. I forgive. <laughs> when they be pushing the yeah. loans off on they you. They do. Because who didn't get that refund check was like, hey. Okay. <laughs> you you signed up for college asking you for bank information. Mm-hmm. And you're like, what is this for? Yeah. And then you put it down. You get that check and you're like, Ew, I got some free money. Yeah. Like, that money is not free. I know people went to school just to get the refund. That's the whole reason you stayed in school. <laughs> look, for the that's the reason. That, look, sure. not for nothing. That's the reason that sometimes you would spend that semester trying to get your credits back up to get back in school and get that whole scholarship oh back. Oh, my get that what? Refund. <laughs> and so they changed it and it was like, no, it has to be at least a year. And people was like, no, nah, a year's too late. <laughs> Uh, and I just read that Congress has allocated to the Department of Education $350 million to offer forgiveness to student loan borrowers. So, I just read that today. Yeah, I saw that too. So yes. I'm like, so it's almost like we fin to see. I was just going to say, know? do you think that's true, number one? Well, well it is true, yes. but do you think it will help? So we'll see because oftentimes money will be allocated, but the hoops they make you jump through right. will be. So we'll see like what's going to be required in order to qualify for that. Yeah, and I was looking to see because it's different from the public service loan forgiveness mm-hmm. program. And so I was like, what's the difference? And they were saying the biggest difference is that the PSLF doesn't uh, cover grad students nope. and people with extended repayment. Programs. Well, but I, this apparently will. No, and honestly, the 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 student loan forgiveness. No, because like oh, I'll say, for example, a friend of mine, Angela, saved her almost a million dollars over her lifetime because she she wow, went to law. Um, she's a doctor, so you know your student loans are like three hundred thousand, oh something goodness, ridiculous, right? You know, a month. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and then plus with all the fees, so if she by the time she paid it off, she would have paid off over a million dollars. And the interest, wow. yeah, exactly, oh, and interest. Good. And so that's the thing. I mean. Here's the thing. If you're listening and you're young, like in your 20s, that's usually when, like, the shit hits the fan, quite honestly. That's when you start to really mess up, right? Mm-hmm. So meaning, like, you know, you move out of your parents' house too soon. If you're able to stay, that's so that extra real. year, do I, it. you know, like okay. I saved. And then and then that first year, too, I remember being like, okay, I'm actually good. I'm going to move out because who, who doesn't want to leave your parents' house? But right. I said, you know what? That first year, I saved and I bought a car cash. It was a little three thousand dollars. I think I paid five thousand dollars for like I went to the auction, mm-hmm. but now no car note. 
And when you don't have a car note, your insurance is going to be much lower because you own the car. You're my insurance right. was $52 a month. So, Amen. you know, my <laughs> friend, let's call, say my friend is Shelly, right? Shelly has a new car. Her car note is $200 a month. And her, um, and her, um, her insurance is one fifty. Mm-hmm. So now Shelly is up three fifty, and I'm paying nothing for the car, fifty two dollars. So we both driving, fifty two dollars versus three. But you driving smart, exactly. <laughs> and the auction always has good cars. Always, you know, you can mm-hmm. always get a good car at the auction. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you. And then, so that's that's decision number one. And then you're like, we both want to move out. I stay an extra year. I save up. I buy my I buy my um my um my bed and the furniture whatever I need. Shelly moves out right away, puts the furniture on a card, gets a furniture card. That's what I did. Right? <laughs> we all do that. So now I literally so did that. I'm she dead. moves out soon. Get, I want to live by myself. I'm grown. I move out with my sister and we find a, a um a house. It was um I didn't have a sister. Well, I mean, whoever no, you're putting on. You see, I'm getting defensive. I didn't have one. <laughs> right? So it was eleven hundred dollars our rent. So it was five fifty a piece, and Shelly's paying eleven hundred dollars on her own. So now I'm paying five fifty plus my fifty dollars for my car and my furniture's paid for. Shelly's paying um, one fifty for insurance, two fifty for the car, eleven hundred. You see how all of a sudden we have the Man. same stuff, but a little bit of patience and a little bit Just of one year yes. waiting. And then all of a sudden now Shelly's life is costing her, you know, fifteen hundred dollars a month, and you know, and mine is costing me um, six hundred. You know, and so all of a sudden, that's why I was able to save um, $40,000, making $39,000 a year as a teacher and buy a house because I I did not set myself up to have a a couch bill, a TV bill, uh, you know, all of these random bills. All the expenses start having you leak out all your money. Because people will tell you like, oh, well, because they would always be like, you so cheap. Don't nobody want to live like like that. Now my friends are like, um... So um, I could um holler at you. Can I sit down with you one on one? I was like, because it's not about telling she yourself. She really thought no. they was cold. <laughs> <laughs> because you know, because people think like saying no or or like having like uh, not having stuff means you have less of a life. That's just not true, right? Mm-hmm. You, you have know? more of a plan, more of a plan. Yes, mm-hmm. I mean, I can honestly say now, because at one point I was negative three hundred thousand dollars in debt, oh so I know goodness. what it feels like to have nothing. Right. You know, when I lost my house. Like my condo, I owe two hundred thousand. I owe fifty thousand dollars student loan debt. I had that thirty five thousand dollars worth of um of credit card debt from the scam. So True. I owed almost three hundred thousand. Freaking dude! Yo, I, I couldn't even yeah. sleep. You know, I used to be like, yo, just up at night, just walking back and forth, like, Lord, mm-hmm. <laughs> you just see me through these okay. times, <laughs> <laughs> right? And I said, what I'm never gonna do is go back there again. Amen. You know, and so I'm like, whatever that takes. And now. Collectively, my husband and I, we're worth seven figures. You know, we just Talk bought a house. Our black excellence, right? baby. Just bought a house <laughs> cash. Burr, burr, burr. Okay, say what now? We just bought a house cash. Say it one more time so they hear you. C-A-S-H cash. Okay. Put them on the glass. That's amazing. That's amazing. And you know what else? Goals. Parents need to accept, they need to assume the responsibility of making sure that their children are in a safe enough space to be able to save that money and make those kind of choices. A lot of times, parents just, you know, they feel like the job is done. Once you're out of high school, they go, get out the house. You got to do something Mm -hmm. shit. Yes, your children do have a responsibility Mm -hmm. at that point, but you're also in a hell of a position. Right. And you're in a position to be able to really set them up for, like, financial success. True. Because really, it's the simple rules. You have to spend less than you make. Let's just start with that. That's mm, the basic rule. If you make 100, you can't spend 100. Cannot. You know? I mean, I know it sounds easy, and there's sometimes there are situations where, like, at one point, I couldn't do that. You know, meaning that, like, I was, I think my unemployment was, like, $1,000 a month, and it just wasn't possible. I needed that whole 1000 
But in my mind, I knew the ideal was to spend less than I make. So either you got to spend less or you got to make more. And I was like, I can't spend less than what I'm already spending. (laughs) Right? And And that's always the hardest part mm -hmm. because people will tell poor people, like, you need to do better at budgeting. Mm -hmm. Hello? Like, I'm barely, you know, I ain't got nothing to budget. Broke people are the best budgeters. I ain't never seen a a, a person budget like a broke person, right? I used to be like, how much? I used to go to parties just for the food. (laughs) I'm like, y'all go throw this away because it's a needy family. (laughs) (laughs) Me. (laughs) (laughs) For the let down at the end, like, um, where are y'all putting these pants? (laughs) Y'all need help with that? I could just take this. <laughs> right? It's so real. I, right? But I realized, okay, you have to make more. I mean, I used to babysit. So I used real. to tutor. If you have a degree or a job, those are things to get side hustles in because you don't have to learn something new and the people tend to pay you more if you've already done it or you have a you have like some sort of certificate or degree in it. So tutoring, tutoring and babysitting, I got paid more because I was a school teacher at one point. So parents mm. were like, great, we'll pay you extra because you've gotten your fingerprints done already. You're, you're good with kids already. My husband was a repairman when I met him. And so, like, when he's side hustling, he's like, you want me to put up your TV? Put, You know, you want me to fix stuff around your house, retile your floor? So, mm. you know, don't be ashamed to side hustle and put some extra money in your pocket. Right. You know? And then from that, remember, I, I talked about before that the... Did I talk about this when we were... Or was I talking about, I think... Off I, the record. Okay. <laughs> so, there are, there are two spaces, right? Where you are financially. So, think about two islands. Where you are now financially. Yes. Right? And then wealth land. Yes. We all want to get to the yes. wealth land, right? right. I want to swim. Right? Swimming. Yeah, you want to wait because wealth land is so nice over there. Mm, it that's is. Right. Right? The uh-huh. water's a little bit bluer. Yes. Say that. Why? Yes. Why are people just like they having a good time? Where I am now, we're like, well, dang, everybody's struggling over here. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. Everybody mad, right? Mm-hmm. So, really right, and so there's a bridge that connects the two. So it's not impossible. That bridge is called investing. You, mm. mu- Ooh, okay. you are not going to save your way to wealth. Right, but tell that to my mama. Right, but here's the thing, and it's see, brown folks. This is what we do. We think if we save enough, right? But here's the thing. The purpose of budgeting, the purpose of getting out of debt, the purpose of fixing your credit, all of that is so you can save more. Because saving is the literal vehicle, the car that you are going to drive over the investment bridge bridge to Wealthland. So in order to have wealth, you have to start with savings, then invest it, then you will have wealth. And so most people don't want to save because they see savings as like, they don't realize that you can actually grow your savings. They, they think to themselves, I can't never save a, a million. You don't have to save a million. You just have to save 10000 You have to flip it to a million. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Right? So think of savings as like a, um, an acorn. Right. Right? So people are like, well, dang. I don't, I, how can I collect a million acorns? You don't need to collect a million acorns. Collect one acorn, then another, then another, then another. Maybe you have 10 of them. Then you plant those acorns, investing, take care of those acorns, and guess what grows? At least one of them will turn into an oak tree. That oak tree is going to take some time and some love. It's going to need a little sunshine and some water, but it'll grow. And guess what grows on oak trees? Acorns! (laughs) So that literally, of that 10 that you gathered, one literally yielded you acorns for life. That was acorn. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You know, but people don't want to save the 10. Right. They get an acorn and eat it right away. You're like, well, girl. But let's talk about investing. Mm Because I think that now that I'm in a phase of my life where I've paid off my debt, Mm -hmm. paid off my school loans, now it's accumulation phase. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to uh, save, save, save so that I can learn to invest Mm -hmm. and flip it. But I don't know where to start. I've got jumped into cryptocurrency. Mm -hmm. I know you can invest in like minerals or, you know. So I say this. When you're first starting, well, one, there's two types of investing. There's investing for retirement, right? Mm -hmm. And there's investing for wealth. So first and and foremost, you want to invest for retirement. 
So the purpose of retirement is so you can maintain your current life, like this current level of your life right now. Mm-hmm. So they're going to put money in ways that will allow you to live the same life that you're living right now. People think like they're put away money for retirement and they're going to live lavishly. No, you're going to basically live the same lifestyle you're living now. So that's one side of your investing. You should do that first. And you know what? I'm glad you brought that up because sometimes what gets me messed up in my head is like, I'm trying to invest in myself now and my brands. How can I be thinking about 70 years old? You Look, know, like there's a part of me that's like, girl. Name her. Name her. So I right. named my 80-year-old self Wanda. <laughs> Wanda is sassy. And if your ball come in my yard, I'm keeping it. Okay. <laughs> and so I'm like, ooh, if I do this, Wanda is for sure eating cat food. Let me slow my roll. Mm. You know? That's so And real. so like sometimes naming your, your, your okay. old, you know, your old person self. Challenge accepted. Yeah, right? Yeah, I want to yeah, know who your old people That's real because I really get frustrated. Like I'm, I'm 35 trying to figure it out now. How am I going to be worried about when I'm 70? Like, but, Baby, you know. I'm going to take is, me a blue pill and keep it. <laughs> because you know it's your younger self's job to take care of your older self right so it's almost like you're living with your grandma and you're like you know what your grandma I, was the baby right like, <laughs> yeah. or no or you tell yourself you know what dang I could take care of my grandma or I could put my money back more money back into my brand you wouldn't do that no you know you wouldn't you're like, or you're like granny you gotta work boo <laughs> ain't no free rides up in here right? <laughs> but you wouldn't do that right. but that's what you're essentially you doing yourself that way. Yeah. you know if you're not setting aside for your old self you're putting your grandma to work Right. You know, and so like setting aside, I say if you're an entrepreneur, at least 20 percent. If you have a regular job, maybe like 10 percent. 20 percent of your income. Of your income. So for me, that would I open like a SEP IRA? You can, but you there's Roth IRA. So a Roth IRA is the money that, well, you're, if you're an entrepreneur, you get paid up front. So you would probably open up a, a SEP. But mm-hmm. also Roth IRAs, a Roth IRA versus a regular IRA is a Roth IRA is money that you set aside after you pay taxes. And it grows tax-free, so when you're old, you don't have to pay taxes on it. It gets to grow tax-free. Hmm. A regular traditional IRA, you get to put it in before you pay taxes. And so you get to actually save money by putting it in before you pay taxes. But then when you get it when you're older, you pay all you of pay it. Ta- mm-hmm. Yikes. Yeah. And, and so, what about with SEP? So a SEP is typically, so here's the thing. If you have, um, if you are, get a regular investment account, like so a regular um, IRA or Roth IRA, you can only put a certain amount in. Right. But a SEP is specifically for self-employed folks, so they let you put in even more because they understand that you're self-employed. And that mm. there's a fluctuating mm-hmm. right amount yes. every year. But this is why it's important to get you. So I call it the money team, right? So I know, um, who was that? The, the, um, Ray J. Flayweather. He got the money Flay. team, but I'm talking about the real money team. So your accountant, <laughs> mm. you're, you have a, like maybe a bookkeeper. Mm-hmm. If That's I can go I back and speak to old Tiffany, like young Tiffany when she first started, before I got myself an ad, or anything else, I would have got myself a money person. Mm. You know, because like I didn't pay taxes for the first two years. My account was so dope. This is why it's good to live in the halfway hood. We were talking about Dustin earlier. Yes, right? yes, yes. So I saw my account at, at ShopRite because I had not been, I knew I owed. I was like, oh my God. And he called me at ShopRite, was like, oh, word. That's what we doing, Tiffany. I was like, Carlos, I don't even have. He was like, come to my office tomorrow. And he worked out a payment plan to pay back the government. Mm. You know, because you want to have good people on your money team. Yes. So Carlos, Said, what you doing on Saturday? I want you and your husband to come to my office because, one, I want you to sign off on your taxes. And, two, I want to tell you about the changes that are happening in the tax code and what it means for you. He was like, the way your business is set up now, you'll continue to pay 30% taxes. He said, but if you become a corporation, the current president has lowered taxes for corporations to 21%. 
So to put it in perspective, it means if I made $100,000, instead of pay, paying $30,000 in taxes, I could pay twenty one. That 9000 could go from my pocket. But if you won't know that if you don't have Carlos or a money team. Putting you on. Yeah, so you need yourself a good accountant to start. Right. And then like, like a bookkeeper or like um, or an accountant that works with you day to day. So I've got all three. Because it's just that important to me. And then when I brought them on, at first I said I, I couldn't afford it, but I couldn't afford not to. If you're mm. creative, if you work for That's yourself, so you real. cannot afford not to. I right. mean, I've seen this played out on reality TV with uh, on Married to Medicine. Yeah. Them having their tax problems. I mean, honestly. <laughs> I mean, it's common with celebrities, period, yeah, though. Yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> look at Lauren Hill. I love Lauren. She's from Jersey, like two towns over from where I live. And she owed like a million dollars in taxes. But it's very easy because you make five million. And if you don't set it aside. Right. Because, like, so Carlos is like, from now on, we're not playing with the government. You're paying your taxes quarterly. So every quarter, I got to get my behind down. This is awful. That's where I need to get to. Because yep. right now, I'm paying it all in one hit. And that's hard. And let me tell you, it literally, it wipes out my yep. savings every year. Yep. So while I'm excited at the end of the year, like, oh, I saved this much. And then I go pay my taxes and they and take it's it. Gone. It's gone. You have to wow. have a separate savings account called taxes. So, like, I, for example, I like Ally Bank. It's an online-only bank. Mm -hmm. What I like about it is that when I'm swiping away at Target, right, and I'm like, ooh, I don't even have enough of that shirt. Let me make that transfer. Ally's like, you got 24 hours? Because that's how long it's going to take for you to get your tax money into your regular (laughs) bank account. And so I like to keep some of my savings in the online-only bank so for that delay. Right. You know? And so literally it's It'll called taxes. delay that gratification. For real. <laughs> and so every, every penny that comes in, whether it's $10, $1,000, $10,000, I set aside my 30%. Carlos was like, set it aside. And then every quarter, I write a check and I pay it. So that way, at the end of the year, I'm just paying You're the last hurt. quarter. Mm-hmm. See, okay, that's where I need to be mm-hmm. at because I'm. it's painful. It's brutal. Because, see, this is the thing about entrepreneurs. We get it backwards, right? So when things are good, that's when we're like, eh, what y'all yes. want is on me? That check came in from the sponsor, right? Oh, we get, like, my God. Sucks. I know. Well, I just got one today. I was like, yeah. And then right? you're like, no, let me put yes. some aside. So you have to be what I call be like the squirrel, right? So this is what squirrels do. So humans are the opposite. The more we have, the more we spend. Squirrels are like, yo, in the fall and in the spring, when 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 acorns are abound, squirrels save the most and work the hardest. Mm. When things are flowing for us, we chill the most and spend the most. And yes. then when winter comes, squirrels are doing what? Chilling. Because they yes. understand that fall collection is supposed to carry them through winter. Financial winter comes for all of us. Right. You know? Yeah. So if Especially you, as creative. Exactly. So if you're an entrepreneur with a fluctuating income... When things are flowing and you're making the most amount of money, you need to be stacking and saving the most during that time. So when things are slow, you're like, that's all right, because I'm living off of that previous windfall, because that's what it was really for. So that money you made in in January, because things were bumping, really was supposed to be January and November's money. Right. You know? And so that's what I learned, that when when things are really flowing well, that's when I save the most. And when things are tight, that's when I'm like, well, I'm just going to live off of what I made earlier in the year. Support for today's show comes from HelloFresh. HelloFresh is a meal kit delivery service that shops, plans, and delivers your favorite step-by-step recipes and pre-measured ingredients so you can just cook, eat, and enjoy. Choose from three plans, including classic, veggie, and family. Each box is delivered right to your door in recyclable, insulated packaging and made up of freshly, responsibly obtained ingredients from carefully selected farms and high-rated, trusted sources like me. Plus, with the simple recipes outlined on pictured step-by-step instruction cards, you can feel confident in your cooking. There are even lots of one-pot recipes that require minimal cleanup for you nasty hoes. So, you can spend less time meal planning and grocery shopping each week and then get that time back to do more of what you love. 
When I used HelloFresh, I thoroughly enjoyed my meal. It was like a glazed chicken. It had mm. ginger involved. Ooh. The vegetables were so fresh. Everything was so juicy and good and tender. Mm. And when I've been into it, <laughs> I promise you, I shuddered with sheer joy and, and just enchantment from delicious. the delicious fireworks of mm. my taste buds just <laughs> my imploding. Delightful. Scrumptious. Oh, it was hello fresh. Mm, that makes me want to say hello fresh. <sighs> For $30 off your first week of HelloFresh, visit HelloFresh.com and enter the code FRIENDZONE30. That's HelloFresh.com. Offer code FRIENDZONE30 for $30 off your first week of HelloFresh. <laughs> this week's show is also brought to you by Failing Up. He has performed for sold-out audiences. He's sung for the Obamas at the White House. Ooh, okay. He won a Tony for Best Leading Actor. Okay. But before he landed the role of a lifetime in Hamilton, Leslie Odom Jr. paid his dues for years and had to make a lot of hard choices. Mm. Now, he's talking about it to help you unlock your true potential and achieve your goals even when they seem impossible. How do you know when to play it safe and when to risk it, offer something bigger and better? How can you surround yourself with people who will care about your dreams as much as you do? Mm. And what work can you do each day to make tomorrow better? There's stories that will inspire you, motivate you, and empower you for the greatness that lies ahead. Whether you're graduating from college, starting a new job, or just looking to live each day to the fullest, Amen. read Failing Up, How to Take Risks, Aim Higher, and Never Stop Learning by Leslie Odom Jr. Available now wherever books are sold. Okay, go on and get his book, y'all. See, I'm so glad you went in this direction. <laughs> I feel like you felt that I had yes, questions, come right? Come on, come on with it. So, you know, let's say I'm... Yes, I, list the questions. No, well... He sat up I'm, straight. He back, pulled up. Back, see, that's the teacher. The teacher me, right, got to pull that out of you. Not list of questions. <laughs> list of notes that I'm about to take. <laughs> um, so, this entrepreneur that you speak of... It, I am him, he is me, okay. and I need to meet him financially so okay. we can, you know, journey to that island of wealth. Yes. So, run me through accounts. How many accounts should I have? I love this. A lot. <laughs> how many accounts should I have, and what should be my breakdown as an entrepreneur, uh, as someone stepped out, as someone a creative with fluctuating uh, pay? Mm -hmm. What should be my percentage of? Uh, like spending my check like when I get that one check for like $400 for mm -hmm. the month and it's not my rent yet but I know I'm going to have my rent or I have paid my rent I need to figure out how to put this away what account should I be looking at to even consider putting money away okay so first let's talk about the accounts and I'll break down some percentages so, okay, yes. so money comes in I like to have what I call a deposit account so that's the account where all my money is deposited into right, right? so that's a checking account that's the hub yes but that deposit account also um also, it's like your spending account. So that's the account that your debit card is attached to, mm -hmm. right? So the deposit account, your money, that $400 is sitting in there. And then some of that money is going to then be transferred into your bills account. That also is a checking account, typically at the same bank, but there's no debit card attached because we don't trust you. Amen. <laughs> right? Amen. Amen. Because you get to swipe it and you're like, hold up. <laughs> Did I pay my aunt such and such? Have you ever been like, oh, that's an extra hundred dollars? Ain't no extra hundred. Who's grown and has an extra hundred dollars? <laughs> Some bill did not go through yet, right? <laughs> so if you separate your bill money, the only way for that bill money to come out is because you've made some transfer for the bill money to come out. So that's the second account. Then you also want to have like some sort of emergency savings account. So something between three to six months worth of emergency savings should something really happen and you have to 
take care of business. Right. So that's a savings like account. Like an emergency fund. Yeah. Exactly. So that's a savings account, right? And then you also want to have like some sort of retirement account. I don't care if you're putting five bucks a month into it. Something that's automatically just going to have money transferred into your retirement account just to get started. The, the habit sometimes is more important than the money because yes. just gets you started, right? And, and then you, especially if you're an entrepreneur and your money's fluctuating, you have to have a separate savings account for taxes or else you're going to be screaming every time. Like me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's the worst because mm-hmm. then you feel I'm like... I'm scared and I'm going next week. Right? <laughs> and so, like, for me, I remember the first time I was like, Carlos, why I got to put so much? Can I put 20%? Can I put... He's like, okay. We're going to let you rock out the first quarter. And that's all I was short. I was like, oh, no, I'm not playing that. Now, when taxes come, I'm annoyed, but I, I have it. Right. Amen. Like, the Amen. first quarter, I paid $70,000 in taxes. Oh, my wow. God. One quarter. But guess who had it? I did. Carlos was like, you're welcome. Wow. Right? Yeah. You know? That's real. So, you want to have a separate. And so, I suggest for that savings account, you use an online-only bank. And so, like, you could, there's a website called Magnify Money that I like because they will, they like, I use Ally, but there's a bunch. There's, like, Barclays. There's, um I don't know. I can't, I can't remember the different Capital names. Capital One 360. Yeah, mm-hmm. But Magnify Money has a list of online-only banks. So banks that there's no physical location. So you transfer your money mm. there, and when you want it back, it takes you 24 hours to get it back. So there's no, <laughs> there's no, so you're not going to get a, a debit card, no cards attached. It's just, this is, like, basically you hold your money hostage over there. Right. You know? Mm. And so I also keep other savings. So you might want to have other savings. So if you want to buy a house, or a car or whatever, you can open up separate savings accounts there. And so that's what I do. I had a, I had a, um, um, a vacation account there. I had a, a house account there. So I had about three or four other savings accounts. Wow. So those are your, How many accounts do you have? A lot. But you know what? I like, I, I like to <laughs> segment my money. because I don't do that at all. I think I have like three. Well, I like this. Remember we talked about earlier the pot food? Yeah. Right? So like you can have paella money or you can have salad separated money. So when you have your money separated, it's like you can separate to see. So it's like my spending is, account. I'm looking. I'm like, okay, I can look now and be like, so in my deposit account slash spending account, there might be two hundred dollars. So that's what I have. My bills account, there might be two thousand. But if my two hundred and my two thousand were together, it'd be very confusing to figure out well, what can I spend that and what can so I. That is so real. And then that's when I'm on nastygal.com buying clothes. You know, and then <laughs> that way when when your when your savings account when your um spending account is done, you done. You know, and then you don't have to worry like, is my savings saved? Yes. Is my are my bills paid? Yes. Is my retirement done? Yes. Because all of that money is gone, and the only account that you're manipulating day-to-day is that one account. And that account tells you how much you can spend. Damn. Whew. So what am I supposed to do about those Columbia House CD groups <laughs> where you get 12 CDs for, like, one ninety nine? What year are you in? <laughs> I know. <laughs> um, so then... So your percentages, right? I was just about yeah, to say. Yeah, I was like, where are we going? I ain't forget about this. <laughs> 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 the notes are being yeah. taken. I see. Okay. You are percentages. I'm here for that. We already know right now, as an entrepreneur, you're going to set aside about 30% for taxes. Whew. Off top. Right? And then, or 21. Right? Or 21 if you become a corporation with the new laws in place. Right. Mm-hmm. For now, it's about 30%. Well, it depends on, like, where you fall, but I suspect you're in the 20 mm-hmm. to 30% range, right? Mm-hmm. So that has to come off top, you know? Now, remember, it's 30% after spending as an entrepreneur, mm. right? So it's not like... That's the good thing about being an entrepreneur is that you make 100000 you spend thirty to run your business, so seventy is what you're really setting aside and right. 30% from. So that's one... And then two, I ideally, so this is what you want to get up to, I like to set aside 20% for myself. So 10% for retirement, 10% to grow wealth. You know, so 20% of my income is for future Tiffany, you know. So that's 50% gone already. 
and then from the other fifty, that's what you live your life with. Oh. You know, so that means that means that that's bills, that's hanging out, that's fun, that's this, that that. You know, so because your savings is is taken care of, your retirement is taken care of, your taxes are taken care of, and the rest you can kind of live off of. And so that would be also like a little bit of emergency fund money. Like I said, it's bill mm. money, it's hangout money, and you you work within that. Now that's the ideal. So when I first started my businesses, I wasn't doing... I'm like, what? Uncle Sam? Like I said, I didn't pay taxes for the first two years <laughs> because I didn't have it. Right. But it still was on my wall to be like, this is what we're working toward. So maybe at first it was like, I could put 2% here and 3% here. You know, Then I could put 10%. And then now I'm in a space where I can hit that mark every single time. But so Because people sometimes would be like, well, I can't do that. I'm like, yeah, right now. Just like you couldn't tie your shoe when you first started. Right. You couldn't ride a bike. But if you keep it as a goal, you can ev- eventually stretch to that, you know? When you first started paying your taxes back, was that uh, directly or were you doing that through your money team? So when I when I paid my tax, so my accountant, so he gives me like my paper at the end. After we sit down, he says, this is what you made. This is what you spent. And then he gives me my, like, I still write a check and send it in because I want to know that they got it. Right. You know? right. right. And so like, mm-hmm. so I remember one time I sent it through him and they didn't get it in the mail. They're like, you owe and you have um, interest that you owe. Oh, shoot. Mm-hmm. So Uncle Sam is petty. Because Sam, they sent me a bill for $20 from 2014. <laughs> like, um, you was um, a little bit short. I'm like, are you kidding me? And they're like, it was 20 but because of interest, it's 40 it's I'm like, like uh, Petty, uh, take your punk man. $40 and sit down, <laughs> sit down. So as you start to make money, Uncle Sam will be looking through all your little... That's so why you want to have a really good accountant to make sure that, you know, that you're paying. Because owing back taxes... You can have a dope business, but... Owing back taxes can destroy you. Wow. Yeah. Damn. And everybody's like, like you want to hold hands? Everyone <laughs> falls. Look, okay. <laughs> so how do I how do I go about getting this money team? And uh, not to be all the way in your business, but mm-hmm. is your money team black? Yes, which I love. Okay, so Carlos based on referrals. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes. Oh, I thought somebody oh said sorry, it was yeah. me. <laughs> so, yeah, so so Carlos is black. Rachel, who's my CFO, is black. Missy, who's my bookkeeper, is black. Um, because I'm just like, I mean, it's almost this is who I, I know and I hang around. So Carlos was a referral. So the, the best thing, the best way to grow your money team is to ask other people yes. who are doing well. Like, Carlos was like, don't send me no more people. Because you don't <laughs> send me the whole, because I'm always like, Carlos, Carlos. And he's like, no, no more people, you know. <laughs> but then I always tell people you can always call a Carlos and say, because that's Ooh, how he I found. refer. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, so that's how I found my financial advisor. I said, Carlos, I need a beast like you. He said, oh, my friend Frank is awesome. So that's if when you find somebody good, you know, that's how you find the next person. Or if you know somebody that's doing well or you like the way they run their business, ask them. You know, you you already know this. I mean, like, you, I'm sure y'all share people like, oh, they made this flyer for me. This is who oh, I'm going to yeah, pay, you know? Oh, yeah, for sure. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Same thing with your finances. It should be... The reason why I started the Budgetista is because money should be able to be easily talked about, like the way you talk about everything else. Why right. can't we talk about it? Right. You know? Like, I should be able to, like, I'm part of this... um secret black like millionaire Facebook group yo and I was talking to this girl like, uh-huh. yeah, and like I was talking to a, a, um, a girl yesterday and she was telling me she was asking me some questions about like payroll and stuff like that and she was like yeah because you know the next two months we'll make we'll clear about a million dollars and I'm like even I was like oh okay a million dollars you know, <laughs> but but when you surround yourself with that I yes, mean you know I'll think I'm doing good until I meet somebody I'm like you make you make $30,000 a day well, Dad, what you doing? You know? I know what they do. No, I'm just playing. I'm totally but, just playing. But you start to realize that that's not, it's not crazy. There are people right. out there who are doing that, you know? That there are people Absolutely. out there who are who are legitimately helping other people and who are doing that. And once you start to get into the, to the, 
the mix of it and ask questions and then bring value, you know, then all of a sudden, you know, the door is open for you. Because, I mean, I'm telling you, there are there's not enough of us, but there are a, a lot of us who want more people to enter into the room. But you got to come ready. Right. Like, yo, I can't. You know, I, I can't I can't budget for you. I can only give you the tools to budget. But right. at the end of the day, you have to do something. You right. have to want it that mm-hmm. bad. Yeah. And then also another way of accumulating wealth, people always talk about having seven streams yes. of income. The Average American Millionaire. There's a book called The Millionaire Next Door. It's, it's a really good book. You should read it. And what the average millionaire looks like in America. And they have seven streams. So, for example, like I, I bought you guys some of my books, right? Mm-hmm. Available on Amazon. Yes. Um, right? So, book stream, So books are one of my streams, right? But then I also speak. That's another stream. Mm-hmm. I have an online um, academy for women to teach them um, financial education, entrepreneurship, and other life skills. It's called the Literature Academy. That's another stream for me. Um, but then I write curriculum, you know, so that's another stream. So and you have your podcast exactly. We don't really make money. We don't like the worst. I'm like, <laughs> we don't really make money. We just do it for fun. I'm like, right. we don't get spo- sponsors. We don't get sponsorship <laughs> for the podcast, right? So, but like, so that's like you know for fun. But people listen to the podcast and then they might take action on something else that I do, right? You know. But I also do affiliate stuff. For example, like there's apps and stuff that I like, and sometimes those brands will reach out to me and they'll say, hey, you know, we'll pay you 25 bucks per person that signs up or 10 bucks per person that signs up, right? You know? hmm. And so like, yeah, you guys don't do affiliate stuff. Yeah. yeah, I was gonna say I'm gonna do better, um, right? So these are streams of income. So the purpose of streams is that let's just say the affiliate money falls through, it's okay. I can still teach. The book money falls through, it's okay. I have my online school. So that's the it's because being rich is having a lot of money from one source of income. Being wealthy is having a lot of money from multiple sources. So some sources can dry up and you still have money coming through. Hmm. And the idea that there's money being made even while you're sleeping. Even while you're sleeping. Like Passive the, income where because I want to get away from this old yeah. mentality of labor. Yes. yes. Like that's what I'm trying. I don't want to have to feel like I'm literally sweating mm-hmm. blood tears to make my dollar. And but you have to be I want to be paid for my thoughts. Mindful. About that, so I knew, like, I was like, okay, I'm gonna get married soon. I mean, he didn't know, but I knew. I was like, oh, we gonna get married soon. <laughs> and this savings account we had been to be our wedding account. I love it, right? Okay. But I was like, okay, and then after my, I want to have a baby. So I was like, dang, all of my, like, you know, I was a personality, like y'all, right? So yeah. I had to go somewhere travel, and I said, dang, if I finna have this baby, I want to be home, right? And then so I said, well, what can I, what can I Sounds do? Sounds like me without the baby. <laughs> <laughs> I said, what can I do to set myself up for that? There has to be ways to make money online, and so I started my online academy. Mm. So it's a membership site. And so, you know, so we over-deliver. I get all of these dope folks to come on to teach lessons. Folks that would normally cost two, three, four hundred dollars My my attorney just charged me $5,000 for a contract. He teaches a class. The academy is 10 bucks a month. Wow. wow. 10 bucks a month. But we have 11,000 students. Do the math. Hello. <laughs> hey, right? Man. Right? That's over $100,000 a month. So now I've replaced... My having to go out there and hustle with way more money, being able to stay home and doing the because the academy is online. So when I'm doing like a, we do something called Ask the Experts on Sunday, where I have the expert come on and we do a live Q and A. I'm home, literally in my husband's boxers oh and a shirt, go. sitting in my in my um, right. Like, hey, let's all forget. Get up and like, oh snap, y'all don't see me. <laughs> don't mind that, right? But you know, we we deliver. The women love my dream catchers. Love uh, the academy, but it allows me to make money without necessarily having to leave the house. So now I've got the Budgetista, which is one business, and it makes good money, about six figures. You know. Not even about, like a, a, a good mid six figures a year. Yeah. But now I have the academy that makes 
beginning seven figures. Beautiful. And then I'm like the next business. So once you start to get good at business, you're like, oh snap, we're opening. Juice I'm opening a, another yeah. business. Cool. I'm like, what about the babies? I want to teach. I'm creating a financial education mm. business specifically for kids. I actually oh wrote my, my first God. book. Because I'm like, what about the baby? You are so excited. wonderful. <laughs> awesome. Yes. I you know, once you start to, you. to realize, you're like, your juice is because you have all these gifts and talents. Right. How do you... How do you utilize them? Yes. And so basically, you don't... Like, the Budget Nista and the Academy is basically the same business. Financial education. The the books for the little for little kids, basically the same business. So you can literally do what you do 10 different ways and just, just give it to your audience 10 different ways and figure out, how do I monetize? You right. Know? And I love that you keep it affordable. Yes. Because I, I think that is the key. That's it is. It. Right. I said to myself, like, you know, I want to be an example that you can uh, like attain great wealth and still do good work. Right. Meaning, like, like because overall, that's why I became a preschool teacher. And I became a preschool teacher in, like, Newark, which is, you know, Newark is like old bed style. <laughs> you know, before gentrification. Right? Because I knew I wanted to live a life of service, but I didn't want to be broke. And everyone's like, you can't do both. And I said, watch me. Right. You know, so now I get to wow. serve. I get to, like, sleep well at night, knowing that I'm helping my folks, skin folk, kin folk. Amen. But... Right, yep. a life Amen. of service doesn't yeah. mean you, you have know? to sacrifice. Yep. Exactly, yeah. and that's why mm-hmm. I share because my friend's like, "Why are you share?" Because I'm like, "Well, I want people to see this other side that like there's money in being of service." You of know? course, you know. Yeah. But sometimes people get mad. They're like, uh, "Like you know, almost like you shouldn't make money from helping people." That's a lie. Oh my god, story of my life. Mm-hmm. That's a <laughs> lie. You know, right? Because I over deliver. What we deliver, I'm like the academy's worth a hundred dollars a month, but I'm keeping it ten. So I can be of service to you. Amen. But it doesn't mean that it's not going to also make money for me. Right. If there's ever been anything that deserves to make money, it's helping people. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That's the one thing that should make you, should be profitable. Exactly. But you know, people feel weird about sometimes you yeah. benefiting when you help people. But to me, that's why I talk about it so freely because I'm like, I want it, I want to take away the stigma of like it being in a service business yes. and, and making money. Right. You know, like, let's make I it agree. normal. Because, like, my dream catchers are like, go, Timmy, go, yeah. you know? <laughs> That's why we're starting. I can't wait. We're starting a nonprofit because I'm like, I already give away 10% of my income. Oh, Right? Beautiful. And I was like, well, is there a way? So that's to- a whole other account. Yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> no, 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 literally, I did. I call, Yo, I call it the gift. Like, bro, it's like 10 accounts. Yes, because I, I call I it the gift. But I'm what I do it. is I have multiple accounts, but I really only have, like, three different banks. So, like, I love mm. having a credit union for when you want to borrow money because you're going to get the best rate. Then I've got like a regular big bank, which I'm not gonna name because I ain't put my money in my pocket. Right. Right. So then oh, I that's have... interesting. So all of your accounts are split into multiple banks. Yeah. So because you wanna like I, the online only bank is for savings that I don't want to touch and have easy access mm. to. My regular everyday bank is like where I have my regular like checking and and basic savings and like all my business accounts are there. And then I have a credit union that I keep open. Should I want to borrow money because they're gonna give you the best interest rates because credit unions tend to be nonprofits. Mm. So you're gonna get the best interest rate with a credit union. So those are the three banking institutions you should have in your life. And so from there, that's where I put my accounts. So, like I said, credit union, that just keeps something basic open. So, should I want to borrow money? My regular big bank that most people have. So, all my business accounts are there and just my regular checking and bills account is there. And then my savings, all of my savings for the most part is in my online only bank because I don't want to have access to it. I want to be able to to have because I'm not Mm -hmm. as um, disciplined as people would think. You know, we're still human. Of course. You know, so if I want to make a transfer. the bigger your life gets, exactly. you know, the, your desires increase with so it. So I'm like, ooh, I want to get that. I'm like, ooh, that's a 24-hour wait. Nah. <laughs> right. You ain't getting that. Right. Yeah. That's the key. The harder you make it for me to yes. get my money, the easier it's going to be for me to Inconvenient save. Inconvenient money gets saved. Tweet it. <laughs> okay, so you helped us with school loans, 
debt. Um, what was that with credit? A little savings. A little savings. Mm-hmm. Now, let's talk about housing. Okay. Because living in New York yeah. is very expensive. expensive. And It'll the kill most- you. Living in New York will kill you. <laughs> <laughs> and what you hear the most is people saying, all that money just going down the drain mm-hmm. when you can be investing that into your home. But when I look at homes, it's like a million dollars, mm-hmm. 980000 mm-hmm. You need to put you know, 20 or something percent down, then the percentage is 4.99, then mm-hmm. there's property tax. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't have that right now. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I'm doing the best that I can. But I also understand the value in owning. Should you own if you live in New York? <laughs> so here's the thing. I say that you should... Own, owning is a long-term plan. So my parents bought the house. They, they live in Westfield. Right, don't be running up on them, y'all, because <laughs> I'm like, matter of fact, they live in a... Such a niece to mama. Right, so they live, right, and so they bought their house at the time, 250 which was like big money back then. Now their house is worth like almost $700,000. So that's what, that's why home ownership is the long game for wealth, you know? But it doesn't mean, so this is what I think about home ownership. Like, you don't have to live there. Mm. But still consider buying. So if I lived in New York and I'm like, I want to be in the mix of things, I would consider looking just over the bridge and say, can I buy something that I can rent out? Mm. Is there a condo that I can buy? And then the, the condo is going to cost me, say, 1200 bucks a month, but I know I can rent it out for fifteen. put $300 in my pocket, let it increase, and potentially sell that condo later. Because home ownership is a is a it's like a, a speeding bullet toward wealth. Mm. So right. when my husband and I bought our, our uh, the house that we just bought, so it was worth three seventy, but it was a foreclosure, which means that somebody didn't pay their bill. They owed the bank money, and the bank just wanted to at least get back recoup their money, so they sold it for one eighty. Mm. So now we bought this property for half of what it's worth. So we wow. could literally have bought it and put it right back on the market and doubled our money. All you had to, to pay was what they owed. Yes, for the most not part. Not what know. the house was. Exactly. Worth. And honestly, they wow. actually owed more, but the, the we were like, we ain't paying all that. <laughs> <laughs> we ain't paying all that. We ain't paying all that. <laughs> <laughs> right? So they, we were going back and forth. It was six months, and my husband was like, we ain't going to get it. We ain't going to. I'm like, just relax. Like, we, we're, look, we're the only ones bidding on this property right now. I feel good about it. It's beautiful. It's uh, built in 1920, so it has, like, all the old architecture inside. Mm. And the quiet street, there's a huge park, like, around. And, and so Newark is broken up into, like, wards. I don't know, like, I guess it, I don't know what it would be equated to in um in a New York. But, like, the North Ward is the, the quietest and really, like, the prettiest, like, uh, ward. Super suburban-esque, you mm-hmm. know? And so normally, we wouldn't be able to afford a house in that ward. Well, let me not say we wouldn't be able to afford it. We wasn't getting no house in that ward, you know? <laughs> but, you know, but because we were like, wow, for this price, you just can't beat it. You know, and so like like I said, we can. This is not our forever house. So when we're either going to rent it out later, and meanwhile we don't have a mortgage. So when we rent it out, that's just pure profit, oh right? Or we'll sell it after fixing it up. Because my my um realtor told me that because I want a new kitchen and a new master bath. She was like, if you do that, the house will be worth closer to four hundred thousand. You know, wow. so that means we bought it for one eighty, maybe put fifty thousand dollars worth work in it, so that'll make it what um two thirty, mm-hmm. and it sell for four hundred thousand. So what's that? A profit of one seventy? You know. Like, so where can you do that? That's why real estate, it's just a really, it, it's a great thing to get into because you can find houses. So this is a second house we have our eye on um, that we should be closing soon. So it's a tax lien. 
So when people owe taxes, sometimes different um, municipalities will sell the house just for the taxes owed. So this house is going for ten thousand dollars. What? Wow. And where can we find where these houses are? Like for clothes, to, tax liens. So you can go. So I um, what was it called uh, Realty Bid? So that's where we found our our. For, but you can look online for um. Look at this one. You can look online. <laughs> <laughs> he got his phone out. Going to the <laughs> So you can look online and just type in like you know bid websites. You know, mm. but oftentimes sometimes you you drive through certain. Uh, parts of the city sometimes people actually have like this house is available on whatever bidding website you know yeah. you know but also sometimes cities have live bids where you can go in and bid so a friend what? of mine her daughter is 21 years old and owns like three properties she they go super super south jersey buy some of these homes for like 10 20 thousand dollars and and rent them out she doesn't live there she lives like by New York, but her daughter owns like three properties now. Is like twenty five years old. Got that's you know? playing the long game. Yeah, that wow. that's the Setting long game. Her up. Yes, yes, for success. But that's, that can't happen here. In well, New no. York. So that's what I'm saying. That if I lived in New York, I would look to buy property in Jersey. Charlotte. Quite honestly, right. you know, or even <laughs> no, you could, yeah. or in Jersey, and like I wouldn't live there. Right. I would just say, you know what, my money can actually stretch longer here. I'm gonna buy this property. I'm not gonna live here. I'm gonna rent it out. Because guess what. One thing I learned when we were house shopping, like sometimes the places my realtor would take us to, I'm like, girl, you want us to die here? Because <laughs> you know New York got them areas, right? <laughs> but guess what? Somebody was living there. Right. Housing is like food. It has to be yep. consumed, right? And so, like, you know, so I would, if I lived in New York, I would look to buy property in a less expensive um, area that's not too far, so like likely like Jersey, mm-hmm. and then rent it out and let that, that rent. Or Airbnb it. Or Airbnb. A friend of mine does it because her condo is across from a train station that comes to New York. And she was like, girl, like the rent I think she was asking for was like $2,000 a month for the, for the rent for her condo because it's this big, beautiful loft space. She makes about $6,000 with Airbnb. Wow. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Wow. Because that many people, people can't afford New York. So they're like, if you're next to a train station or public transportation, they much rather Airbnb and then just take the train into the city. Because it only took me like 15 minutes on the train to get here, 12, 15 minutes. So it's like, you know what? I might as well, you know, Molly comes from Germany with her family. And she's like, we might as well stay in Newark, Mm -hmm. take the train in New York, you know, 15 minutes and not have to spend an extra $1,000 because we want to stay in a hotel in New York. So that's what I would look into is that, like, wow. you're right. You're likely not going to be able to afford in New York. One of my friends, he bought houses in South Atlanta. Mm. And, you know, that became popping because the airport's right there. Mm-hmm. And the bigger that the airport got, the more money he started to make because it's the Delta Hub and everything. Exactly. He was like, man, certain weekends I put this house up for way more than, like, double what it's supposed to go for. Mm-hmm. And he makes it back. And then he could just take it down for months at a time and remodel it and do what exactly. he needs to do. And here's the thing. Like, if you're really hip to the game, you... Keep an ear out for when transportation, new transportation is coming, mm-hmm. right? And so, meaning, like, I found, I'm like, ooh, a train station is coming where? Let me see if some of these beat up old houses near where the trains. Because, oh, you know, you can get right. it. Yeah. Yep. Knowing, like, because once the train comes, with the train comes um, housing, with the train comes um, hotels, yeah. with the train, you know? And so that's what, like, the house, the second house we're getting, there's a train coming. It's gonna go right to the airport. How are we not gonna be able to rent that place out? <laughs> right, right. I don't even want a renter because you you're not gonna squat on my house. I need I need the Airbnb people to pay these high rates. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Amen. Yeah. So you just have to be strategic and be willing to say, like you know, what am I willing to say um, no to so I can give a, a a little no for a big yes, you know? But it's hard to do that if you're not. If you can't, if you don't visualize the real thing that you want, you know what I mean? Right. Meaning, like, if you're like, I'm just saving for what? 
But if you're like, ooh, I'm saving for this house because this house is actually on maybe $2,000 a month, then yeah. it makes it real and it, it makes not going to brunch not seem so bad. Right. You know, yeah. because you're like, in the end, yo, we're about to, you can brunch at my house. Yeah. <laughs> you know? But like, that's why people have a hard time is because they haven't picked the thing and made it clear for themselves that this is the bigger picture that I'm saving for. You know? Like, my, my, my husband, when he was my boyfriend at the time, he wanted like a, um, he had a Durango. When I met him, that's like, Durango. No, no, not a Durango. Um, what's a Denali? That's the oh, big Denali. Boy yes, truck. that's a that's a, that's a little bit more luxury. Yeah, yeah. that's that big boy truck, right? Yeah. And I was like, "Cute, how much is your car payment?" Uh oh, it was like nine hundred dollars a month. Ooh. I said, "I'm sorry, is this, is this a house?" <laughs> I said, "No, bro, we getting rid of that." None. I was like, "Okay." It took him a while to he got rid of it mm-hmm. because I'm like, you know, what we could do it nine hundred dollars a month, and that's just the car payment, not not even the insurance on that, right? Not the gas. That's crazy. And I'm just like, how do they even get you into, like, these car people, right? And so, like, now he's like, yo, babe, I'm so glad that we did this because now I can see, like, the purpose of yes. why we have this house that, like, you know, no one can take from us. We're getting another house. And he realizes, so the plan is, because he works for the city, that when he's 45 and he's fully vested in his insurance, because he's got really good insurance, because when you work for, like, a government entity, right, that his insurance is fully vested, meaning that... Once you retire, you can take that insurance with you. You always be insured. So at 45, he's 37 now. So at 45, that happens. And then we, he could effectively retire, you know, wow. because we'll have the property that we're buying for the 10000 and probably another and another. So that'll replace his income. So imagine, because 45, you know, when you, remember you were 20-something, you're like 45 is old. Now Shit. You, right now that you're more grown, you're like, 45, that is young and popping. That's, That's when it's time you start thinking about having kids. <laughs> you know what I, mean? I remember thinking 30 was old. Right? So imagine at 45 that he was like, yo, what I'm going to get is we need to get a house a big girl. I'm just going to buy old cars and fix them up. That's all I'm doing with my life. You know, at 45. And you can. Right? I mean, yep. this is a man who grew up in a project his whole life. Amen. Dad wasn't in his um his life, even though his dad lives in the same city. You know how that goes, you know? Mm-hmm. And so, like, I mean, like, hooder than hood. I remember I was like, um, <clears throat> sir. Like, <laughs> we in mixed company. <laughs> I remember that time he missed up and was telling my, like, with my parents telling them something like, yeah, because I remember that because when I was locked up, I was like, baby. <laughs> the Nigerian parents. <laughs> they were like, I, what, what? I'm like, no, he was just, that's a, a euphemism for, um, locked up online. In, in school. You know, I was like, he was a kid. He was only like 17. We all make mistakes. <laughs> but, when was, you, but when you had him, uh, revise his car payments. Mm-hmm. What did he do? Did he get like a cheaper car? No, like, what we was... had to take a serious L. We had to sell the car back and s- still pay off whatever little balance there was. Mm. You know, because the car, what he owed, the car wasn't worth. It was upside down. Yeah, they call it upside down. So that means that the thing you owe, so when I lost my house, my house, I paid two twenty. well, that was my mortgage for my house, $220,000, right? For my condo at the time. And by the time, like, the recession crashed, it was worth 180 so I I have a mortgage for two twenty, and I can only sell it for one eighty. That's upside down. That means that you owe more than what you could possibly make if you sell it. Damn. And same thing for his car. So he had to take the L. He had to get a loan from his credit union, sell sell the car back to the dealership, and then pay off the rest of the balance to the mm. with the credit union money and pay back the credit union at a lower rate. And so we did that. And at first he was like, "This don't even make no sense." And now he's like, "Okay." And sometimes you have to take the L. That's the thing. And a lot of people don't want to. And I get it because sometimes, especially if you had a hard life growing up, you're like, well, I'm not finna struggle my whole life. Right. But here's That's what you're doing. You are extending your discomfort. Right. You know? Wow. So if you could take a bigger L now, it will be a shorter L. Now, if you take these small L's like, well, you know, I'm still doing this and I'm still getting that and I'm still, 
Okay, but then you're going to be in this situation much longer because you're extending your discomfort by not just saying, this is the year I'm going to tighten up. This is the year I'm going to move back with my sister. This is the year that I'm going to sell my car back. This is the year that I'm going to not buy clothes. I'm going to use YouTube to learn how to do my own hair or whatever it is. (laughs) This is the year that I'm going to tighten up so I can really live the life that I want. You know, there's nothing like not worrying about money. There's nothing like it. Like, there's very few things that can come my way. I mean, barring something crazy, you know, that could come my way that I'd be like, oh, my God, what are we going to do? I'm like, we got it. Amen. We do. And it feels dope. Like, like I Woo! said, this is from a preschool teacher and a repairman. We got it. A teacher. And I yes. feel you because even with the tax payments that hit me so hard, mm-hmm. I'm always so blessed because I'm able to pay it. Exactly. And that is mind-blowing to me because mm-hmm. even, you know, the mobility that you're at now, like the social mobility, you mm-hmm. climb those brackets I'm still, like, processing the changes. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I also understand that there's so much to learn. Exactly. So much is. to Even learn. Even me, I'm still, like, sometimes like, somebody will tell me something. I'm like, wait, you do what? How you do that? <laughs> right. Asking questions. All being open. Yeah. I'm always, like, you can't be too big, like, well, you know, because I, I got my following. Okay, cute girl, because I know people with followers who are broke. I'm, mm. Hello. Like, I, Amen. Right? <laughs> and so I'm always, like, when I see somebody really moving, like, and honestly, there's so many people moving in silence who got 10,000 followers and 2,000 this. and That is so who real. are who are banking and I'm like uh it's very real you know to me the following for me is only important because that's the audience I want to serve but for me I'm like I'm over here with the 2000 following and intent like learning well how are you really making this income so you can continue to live this life that you live you know or continue to help people I know people who are building schools in Africa on a regular basis I'm like how they're like oh you know wow. we make about 10 million dollars a year I'm like what uh, 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 with my pen. And okay. You know, always. Flat out. Yes, and you have to introduce new people into your circle like that. You are the sum total of the five people you spend the most time with, mm. right? So that, like, if all your boys are block boys, you're gonna be a block boy too. <laughs> but you need at least one boy that's like, you know what? I'm out here trying to do something different. You know, because once you introduce something new, you realize there's a new way of thinking, a new way of doing something. And like, wealth is not just the money that you make; it's a mindset. Because you can make a lot and then trick it all up and have nothing. Right. You know? Thinking differently is really going to allow you to keep the money that you made. If all of your friends are always spending, 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 then it's going to be hard for you not to look at spending, overspending as not normal. You know, the new normal is like, okay, I spend some, I save some. We talk about investments. How are your investments doing? You know, like, do, have you invested in business? Have you invested in real estate? Stocks? So, like, there are different ways for you to invest. So, if you're not comfortable with stocks, fine. Business, you know, like, I, like uh, most of my money goes back into growing business because that's what I know. Stocks, I'm like, ah, I've got my financial advisor, but that's not my strong suit. Right. So, real estate, it's tangible. I like it. Okay. That's a new way. And I reached out to all of my real estate investor friends and all of my just real estate agents that I know. Sometimes just meeting people and being like, well, you my new friend now. Picking that brain. <laughs> Another friend of mine... um. She took one of my classes at the United Way. Um, she gets people certified to be small business-owned, women-owned, LGBT, like, you know, like the certification that you can get. So you can get, um, so all these government and um, big mm-hmm. corporations, you know, they are, they are not required, but they get money um, and benefits if they hire folks that are not uh, white and male, basically. Right. Right? And for certain quotas. Exactly. Yeah. So she was like, um, she came on as an as a instructor in the academy. Taught that lesson, and then I paid her. 
you know, 60 bucks to get me women. I didn't know. I'm like, I wasn't woman-owned certified, and I wasn't small business certified. Mm. And then on top of that, she was like, you know, girl, you qualify for this, 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 because this is the government is lazy, right? <laughs> so they'll say, we need, she said, I helped a girl who was doing face painting. The girl got $20,000 to do face painting at like a fair, because the government was like, we're doing this fair. And, you know, they put out the, um, the ad online and we're looking for a woman-owned, minority-owned business to, to do face painting. <laughs> she applied. No one else applied. She applied and got paid $20,000 wow. for some dollar paint set. <laughs> so, but but that, how do you know those things unless you ask those questions? So right. I'm like, Denise, um, um, tell me more. Yes. For real. And so now I'm like, well, how much would it cost to pay you to look for those things for me? Because let's just say she's 100 bucks a month, but you make me 10000 a month. Hold up, <laughs> you know. Right. And, and, and how do I get there? Like, right. like hold on. You're like, you're like, how do I talk like, to I, her? Like, <laughs> like, what is Denise's? I think it's like Dream Grow. If you, if you, if you hit me out, I, I can't remember the name of her company. You know, but like fairly inexpensive, new young woman of color. I think it's Dream Grow Build or something like that. But she teaches um, folks how to get certified. We'll do the certification for you. And then I was like, I want to pay you to look for these. They call them RFPs. I'm not sure what they, that stands for. Basically, it's like these um, organizations put out looking for X, Y, Z. Are you certified? You know? Wow. Yeah. And then you can apply. And oftentimes, because not enough people know, people don't apply. Because we didn't even know. Yeah. Nothing. Yeah. Nothing. Like there was one. I told my husband, dang, we missed it. She told me there was one when the big snowstorm hit. They were looking They were, they were looking for someone who would help clear the snow. Like, we will provide the trucks for you. So you want me to push your plow $200,000. Are you kidding me? No. What? And he was like, and the, <laughs> yes, $200,000. So you could have got your boys together and be like, yo, this is what we're finna do. It's four of us. <laughs> and bought a house with that. Can you imagine? And that's another thing, too, buying up the block. That's something I want to do. It's yeah. to start to slowly. I'm always, that, you know what? I'm glad you said that because that was kind of my next segue. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, before that, actually, mm-hmm. you were talking about like paying this lady mm-hmm. and paying your accountant, your bookkeeper. Mm-hmm. How much... What percentage should you be investing back into your brand, considering that you have all of these other percentages to worry so about? So in the beginning, when you first, first start, you just get what you what you really need, which is yourself, right? <laughs> right. So you're your own bookkeeper, right? You're your own, so you might get like QuickBooks or whatever, you know. Mm-hmm. You're your own H&R admin, block. right? My admin was oh, named gosh, Michelle. No so I used to try to be fancy. I used to email people back like, "Hey, um, Tiffany's unavailable." Meanwhile, it's me. <laughs> oh um, my god, I did Michelle, that for so long. Michelle, <laughs> need my Google Voice number. <laughs> yeah, Google yes. Voice number, right? That's so in the so beginning, funny. right? So in the beginning, the, that it's it's you only invest if you are a new entrepreneur. Only invest in things that are going to give you um, return on investment right away. Meaning that let's just say you're a baker. Don't open up a bakery because that physical location doesn't make you no money. What makes you money is the egg, flour, sugar. So you're only going to buy those things so you can make the cake, so you can sell the cake and make some more money. So in the beginning, only... So do you really need a a business card? No. You might need a website because a website might make you money. But if it doesn't, then you don't need it. So ask yourself, what things do I have to get that I can flip into make into more money? And then you do that for a while and then all of a sudden you'll have a little bit of a buffer. And the more of a buffer you get, the more extra things you can get. Like, okay, I really need a bookkeeper. Okay, so now it's just me and a bookkeeper. Okay, so now the business is growing some more. Okay, now I can get an admin. So you you have to grow slowly with the growth of your business, getting everything all at once, the pens and the markers and the, the you know, all of that stuff. It's, it looks cute, but what I call it is you look like a business, but you ain't a business. <laughs> Let me tell you how to business. This is a little 14-year-old girl on the block who – on Saturdays, because that's the only time her mom lets her do it, she braids hair. It's a line going down the street. <laughs> right? Now, Shantae got a business. Right. Because wow. she's got 
customers who pay. That's called a business. Now, you with your beautiful website and your cards and your pins and all the other <laughs> stuff, you ain't got not nan customer. And no core audience. Wow. You ain't got a business. Right. Shantae has a business. <laughs> and so we have to get back to the core of what a real business is. It means you have a product or service that people want to pay for, and they do. That and they do part is critical. Right. Mm. <laughs> oh, man, you just said a word. <laughs> that well, and they do part <laughs> is critical. Yes, because you might be like, well, I got the same thing as such and such. Me and her do the same thing. Yes, but they're not paying you, mama. That's not a business until they actually pay you, you know? And in the beginning, you know, like for me, I was like, okay, the only thing I used to invest my money in, it was literally, not even that, my friends that work in offices, I would make them um, make me photocopies because I, my first kind of like stint with making money was with the United Way. I taught a class. So I'm like, what do I absolutely have to have? In order to teach this class and make money. I'm like, I need photocopies and I needed like folders because I wanted to look professional, you know. So my friends who worked at office spaces, I'm like, you could print this out for me. <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. And then the folders I got at the dollar store. And even then I used to work out a deal like, um, so is it really a dollar? Because I'm in here like every week. What if I bought a box? Can we bring it down to 50 cents, you know? Okay. Right? And then from there, it was like, okay. So that's all I needed to invest in. I didn't have business cards. I didn't have anything. Just photocopies, folders, and pens from TD Bank. Shout out for those free pens. I used to be right in the front. You know, they got them in the front. I'm like, I need all 10 I used to do that for my service. <laughs> I used to go up in there and grab a little grab. Yeah, for real. And then from there, so as the United Way started paying me, I was like, okay. How do I grow this this contract into more? I use social media because your social media is your living, breathing resume. You want to get paid for something, show people you're already getting paid for it. Mm. So if I say, here, hey, guys, here at the United Way, taught my class, my clients are so happy, blah, blah. You want me to do it for you? Here's a link to, so, you can, so you can hire me, you know? And so that was, that's how the business really started, was really just doing it. Showing people I was I was doing it and then saying you can hire me to do the same thing and then that was like this like cycle that grew and grew and grew. I'm just yeah. Because I had a meeting once with an executive and he was telling me like if you get you know a campaign and they pay you twenty thousand mm-hmm. dollars, he was like the bulk of that should go into you investing into equipment, team, people, things that will like elevate. Your brand, it as can't. opposed to putting it into a savings, and it, that kind of messes my head. It I was, can. It depends where you are. Right. So in the very beginning, yes, because but you only need to buy that camera the first time. Right. You know, right. you got your laptop. You know, so it it can. But like, I like to fluctuate between. Is there anything else that I, that I necessarily need? You know. So now the 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 money that I make now, I I do invest. So I set aside thirty percent of what I make. Um, sometimes for the um academy, back into marketing. Because that marketing makes a return on investment, you know? But, like, when I first launched the Academy, it was a lot of money. Even though we made, I had a big launch. The launch made about $70,000 in, like, a week, right? Amen. But half that money was gone because it was like, I had to build a website. So so in the beginning, yes. But now, month to month, we don't need to put all that money back in there because we have already set. mm -hmm. So just know when you're building something that, yes, you're going to have to, you're going to be required kind of like to kind of put that money back in. But it's not always going to be like that. So the key is during that building launching stage to minimize your personal um, spending. Because if you can't pay your bills, then you might need six more months before the before the company kicks off, you know. And then and so if you can't pay your bills, and it's like, dang, I need six more months, and your and your your personal life is like, no, we we can't we can't wait six more months. Then all of a sudden, this this business that would have made it, you're not even gonna get a chance to get that money back because your personal life has like halted your um your business growth. So living simply, especially in the beginning, is critical. 
like as cheaply as I mean, you can. Even now, yeah. I, I mean, even now, like I was saying, I'm like, yeah. I think these jeans I probably got like I don't know how many years ago. I know this was from Marshalls, <laughs> right? This like my my turtleneck, right? Okay. These like Jordans. People are like, oh, you got Jordans? I'm like, gifted. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for the plug. See, for me, my I think my weakness because fashion is. I'm not it's not like a weakness mm-hmm. but it's like food and mm-hmm. like travel like yeah. I'm very decadent and indulgent and I'm such a tourist like if I have to fly somewhere I'm gonna stay in like a nice hotel mm-hmm. you know like cause I like to be comfortable so there's, there's nothing wrong things with that. like that I sometimes I feel like I deserve it I work hard and though it's important to pinch corners here and there, I still want to feel good and enjoy the fruits of my labor. So, and you should, but guess what? So, me and my, so we're going to Jamaica this this, um, this weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, and we'll be there from Monday to like two, not Monday, Friday to like Tuesday. I want to come. Right? So, the whole trip for both of us, flight, hotel, all inclusive, it's a five star hotel, right? $1,000 for two of us, so 500 bucks a piece. So, you see, so I hear what you're saying. So, this is true. So, you can have that. And here's how. Because when um, a large bulk of my, um, so I put my marketing spend, um, which I spent a lot of money on marketing, on my travel rewards card. So when Facebook is pulling, like, you know, I'm sure you do like ads and stuff sometimes, right? So when Facebook is pulling ad money, they're charging my, my, um, my credit card, mm. right? And so when other big bills, so I use like a, um, a, um, an, an Infusionsoft, which is like a, an email system. So like, um, what is, I don't know, there's other ones like, Mad Mimi and so like I don't know like oh, yeah. you know what I mean Mail like Mailchimp yeah exactly right and so that's like a large bill for me so that goes on that card too so every month that card is being charged and then the business pays that card back but that card is my travel card and so the last three or four months I got enough points on that travel card for two flights mm. international flights so when I booked our, our flight I was like flights free, right? <laughs> and then two, because I live in, in Newark, so don't judge me about United, but I live in Newark and that's a hub, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm, so I always fly United to, to 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 get my points. And so there's almost enough there for an international or yeah, an international flight on that. So I still have points there, you know? And then I used um orbits. Or Groupon. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So Orbitz had, I don't know why, it was a, it was a big a sale. So it was 45% off for this five-star um, hotel. And then on top of that, they had like a coupon called like March something or other. And it was $150 off that. Today's show is also sponsored by Away. Away offers high-quality luggage that is designed to be resilient, resourceful, and essential to the way you travel. Available in a variety of colors and four sizes, including carry-on sizes that are compliant with all major U.S. airlines, the Away suitcase is lightweight and made with premium German polycarbonate that's unrivaled in strength and impact resistance. Not to mention, it features a TSA-approved combination lock, four 360-degree spinner wheels, and a patent-pending compression system to help overpackers mm-hmm. like myself. <laughs> Better yet, both sizes of the carry-on are able to charge anything that's powered by a USB cord. A single charge will power your iPhone five times. That's bonkers. Damn. That is amazing. And Are that, they the only bag that does this? Because I don't... I don't know, but they have to be onto something because that charger, I plugged it in and it took a long-ass time to charge, but that's because it's going to charge my shit five times. Wow, bro. Oh. So, I can't wait to grab that away <laughs> luggage and use it this weekend as we head to Atlanta for our sold out show. Mm. So if you catch me in the if you catch me in the airport and you're wondering what my luggage is, it's going to be the away luggage. <laughs> I got the dark green one. It looks very very sexy. Cute. When it arrived and I took it out the box, it had a cute little bag that it came in. So I got to unbox and then unbag my suitcase and then I did a little dance with it as I continued to spin it around. <laughs> we did the tango. It was fun as hell and I can't t- wait to tango through the TSA with it. <laughs> with my clear don't forget that. 
Anyway, try our way for 100 days. Vibe with it, travel with it, Instagram it. And if at any point you decide it's not for you, return it for a full refund. And that's to Away's lifetime warranty. If anything breaks, they'll fix it. So you've got nothing to lose. For $20 off a suitcase, visit awaytravel.com slash friendzone and use promo code friendzone during checkout. That's awaytravel.com slash friendzone and promo code friendzone for $20 off your Away suitcase. Away. Okay. Away, away, away. Oh my god, away, this soundtrack. Away, away. So you still penny pinch even with seven figures. Mm-hmm. I love that. Because I'm just like, so I might that's penny that's how you stay rich. Yeah, because I might penny pinch on the spend, but not on the experience. Right. So I'm right. still staying five, I'm I'm gonna stay in a five-star hotel. Just, right? Like right. we got a but we have a butt to learn. Okay. And I'm gonna right. like, I'm like, excuse me, <laughs> Samuel. Yeah. And not the one Oprah was talking <laughs> <Right>? about. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> For real. So this one, like, this is a nice hotel, you know? And so, like, so you can have those things. But I always say this. Try to find the discounts in your life. Meaning, like, how do I get the same pair of jeans, but if I get it on Tuesday, it's 50% off. So you still mm. get to get your jeans, you know? And I think not enough people spend the time to, like, it probably took me about, I don't know, an extra 20, 30 minutes to, like, look for, you know, so I'm always looking on Groupon. Um, I'm always looking on Orbit. Um, and if I'm traveling um, internationally, there's one called uh, europeandestinations.com. I love that one. Mm. So I've, I've been to, um, Santorini is the most beautiful place in the world. I know. Mm. It's so oh beautiful. My God. It looks surreal in pictures. I took, so I went to Turkey um, <laughs> in Greece. So I took, a, like, I used Turkey European. Turkey is beautiful. Yeah, so Istanbul, Athens, Santorini, and it was $1,200 for all the flights and all the hotels. Oh my God. Wow. Yeah, and so normally it would just be for one. For just one. Mm -hmm. But I took the time, so it's like I got to have the experience of luxury, but I don't have to, I don't, why pay luxury prices? Yeah. You know, like, if you knew that your jeans were going to go on sale in a day, why not just wait a day? (laughs) And that's the thing. Because I'm hood and I want it now. (laughs) (laughs) We all do. Right? But then you can actually have more. Right. You know, that's why I gave you guys these these, these gifts. So the so Dreamcast, I'm to be mad. So I always give, I have these like rubber bracelets and these are your spending priorities in order. First, your needs. So food, shelter, clothing, water, right? Then your love. So your loves are, if you had Oprah's bank account, what would you do or do more of? Traveling. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because when I, I say that, like if I say, ooh, what do you want more of? You might say shoes, this and that. But when I say Oprah's bank account, it makes you think bigger, yes. right? So it, it like you're like, oh, people typically choose experiences over things when I say that. That's so, so interesting. Those are your loves, right? Mm. So like, oh, travel, mm. um, maybe starting another business, maybe giving back. So when you're spending money, it should really be in that part. Think bigger. You know? So it's your needs, mm. then your loves, and then everything else is a like or a want. So it doesn't mean you don't get your likes or wants, but they you every time you get a like or a want, you're taking away from and need or a love. So every time, if Wendy's is a like or a want, and Paris is a is a love, so every time you get Wendy's, that's five more dollars <laughs> away from your next Paris trip. That's real. You know? Okay. And what do you think of this whole war that always happens online where you notice they'll say, like, people from the hood, you know, we have to wear our money. We got the Jordans and this and that, and then they're like, wealthy people have kids. Nice. <laughs> well, I see people wealthy looking like wealth. Okay. <laughs> I went to a conference. I was mad at my business partner. I went to a conference and it was for to teach um, 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 seven figure business people how to become eight figure business people. Wow. Right? So from a <laughs> goal. My million dollar a year people, right? Million, two months to become 10, 20, whatever, right? Mm. So I'm, wearing, I'm mm. thinking like, because I've been to conferences, this is what I wear, like what I'm wearing now. Mm. Turtleneck jeans, you know, sneakers. <laughs> it was like, 
everybody in there in a Gucci, Versace. People flew in their flight, private jets to this conference. Oh, well, if there's God. ever been so, a place to look good and meet somebody, yo, I you was, know. When I said I was mad, I looked at him. Meanwhile, he had on his little button-up. I was like, oh, so you can tell nobody. <laughs> right, I'm here in my Target sweater. <laughs> I walk in, the only black woman in here, like looking yeah. like, mm, look at her, she ain't got nothing. They're, so they're like she must have just hit the wall. <laughs> exactly, and I did. <laughs> but you know what I learned is that that's not necessary. Like, are there people? Just like with anyone, yeah. Are there people who like you know? Because Mark Zuckerberg probably just. He's just a casual guy. But there are wealthy people in that room who they were making $30 million a year, and you could tell. Right. You know, mm-hmm. by their watch, it's by their a, a personal preference. Yes. And so, yeah, so I think this, that if just because you don't have a lot doesn't mean that you shouldn't enjoy some of the money that you have. And that's but the part, I think, that's part moderation. of the conversation that gets yeah. lost a lot. Yeah, yeah. it's moderate Because I hate that, like, oh, because, you know. Because you're poor, you should suffer yeah. all right. the time. No, I don't believe that. Money is a tool, not the goal. Right. It's a tool to help you reach the goal, not the goal itself. Mm. So money is supposed to be used responsibly, but also enjoyed. Mm-hmm. You know, that also enjoyed part, sometimes we get left out of that conversation. Like, oh, no, how dare you have a sweet 16 and celebrate your daughter? You know, no, 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 no. Right. Not right. for you, you know. That's so true. Now, no, but I also want you to have her sweet 16 and also have money saved for, for, for potentially college, there you know, to do both of those things, you know. Amen. Mm-hmm. So the last and final point mm-hmm. for the listener that is like struggling, like, I mean, they're at their wits end. They're listening to all this about all these accounts mm-hmm. and percentages and saving. And they're like, easier said than done. Yes. I'm struggling. I barely have money for food, barely paying my rent, sometimes even maybe borrowing. Mm-hmm. What do you tell that person? How do you give them that feeling of you can do this too? Honestly, and where do they start? So start. So this is one of the reasons why I created, like I said, I created and I give them away about 80% of what I do for free. That So I have something called the Live Richard Challenge. We're in our fourth year. Mm-hmm. So about 400,000 women have already gone through it, but you don't have to be a woman. It's just that I'm a woman, so that's who I tend to yeah. attract. Yeah, you know? predominant market. Um, so the Live Richard Challenge is totally free. I started it four years ago because... As I was teaching in Newark, folks who lived around the country would say, I want to come to the class. How do I come? And I thought, hmm. The teacher in me was like, well, I can't necessarily fly to Florida. How do I take this class that I created for the United Way and make it so other people around the country could could join? And so I said, you know what? I'm going to put it online. But the preschool teacher in me knows how to take something that's complicated and make it simple. And so the way the challenge works is that every day for a period of, um, depending if you're going to take the first challenge or the most recent one, but for about three weeks, you get one small task emailed to you. So Mm. literally the task might be, um, so let's just say you're in the debt portion of the challenge. Write down your debt. And you're going to get the spreadsheet. You're going to get a sample of what it looks like. I give you everything, so no excuses. And this is free. Free. And so it also might be like, um, call your debt collector and ask them (laughs) to settle your debt, you know? And I'm going to give you the script. I'm going to give you the script that they say no. I'm going to give you the script that they say yes. I give you everything. (laughs) Besides holding your hand and writing it down for you. You get, when I say everything, everything. And the challenge works. People have raised their credit scores. People, hundreds of people have bought homes. A woman... Two women actually hit me last year. One woman was in a homeless shelter, and another woman was becoming homeless with her family. And they hit me this year. It took, well, I think it took about two years. They hit me, and they said, you know, I was homeless. I did the challenge, and we just closed on our home. Oh, wow. wow. And I was like, wow. Yo, I was like, when I say wow. thug tears, I was like, what? Yeah, exactly. Because, I, I mean, it's life-changing. Oh, my God. You know? God. And so that's why I do it for free, because if you don't have a place to start, you didn't grow up with a dad like mine, mine who mm-hmm. taught you. 
this is this is Papa Aliche step by step Aww. through me saying like okay day one just do this don't day one is always writing down your goals because you have to figure out where you want to be then day two I walk you through so there are four challenges that I create so every year we've done a challenge the first challenge is the fundamentals I actually got you guys the book here thank you thank you so much right. they're available on book on book um form on Amazon but like I say I was and I'll link book. you guys don't worry those of you listening <laughs> are like we can't see the book right. <laughs> so the first challenge is the, the uh, fundamentals where I teach you all of the basic fundamentals. The second challenge that came out, so that came out, I think, uh, 2014. The second challenge was the savings edition. So it was all about savings. The challenge after that was the credit edition. So I taught you how to raise your credit score and fix your credit report. And the most recent one that we just finished this year was the net worth edition. Mm-hmm. And so the great that thing, one. <laughs> that one was like the bond.com. So, so the great thing about the challenges is that, we, so we do them collectively in January together, and then I automate them. So at any time, you, your mama, your sister, your cousin can go to livericherchallenge.com and sign up for any of them and start the challenge when you're ready. I can't tell you how many people have secretly pulled me to the side and said, girl... Like I was, I was at the doctor today, and I was getting my blood drawn, and she was like, "Um, so that challenge and saved my life, girl." I'm like, "No, yeah." She was like, "I know I'm supposed to keep it professional, and I'm trying to." But your challenge, girl, like that, okay. my credit, and so it made me feel good. So yes, liverichallenge.com. They're all free. My thing is, you don't have to spend money with me to get help. Amen. And please tell us. And those listening, where we can find all of the services that you so offer. So the budget needs. If you're a business owner, please don't be the budget needs to hear the budget mama here, the budget queen, the budget needs to everywhere, yeah. right? Okay. So Instagram, Snapchat, which I barely snap, um, IG, Facebook, right? So my website, thebudgetnista.com. So that's like fashionista, but budgetnista. So the budget. Nista on everything you can find me so if they go to your website thebudgetnista.com they will be able to see all the services it's the hub for all things Tiffany but if you just want to get started like forget Tiffany she's cute but that's cute (laughs) I need myself to get then you can just go to livericherchallenge.com Oh, mm. my goodness. Do you guys Amen. have any more questions? This was amazing. Like, I'm so thankful oh, for okay. your expertise because I think these are conversations that we don't normally have. Yeah. I don't have very many people I can tap into. Mm-hmm. Or I have friends who are making that level of money, but they're so busy, they don't have time to sit with me and, like, walk me through the mm-hmm. process. So, this is amazing. Thank amazing. You. Thank I cannot, you so I cannot wait to sign up. <laughs> you got you got the books so right know. yeah, yeah. Um, you know one more thing you know just because we talked about taxes mm-hmm. um, do you have anything in depth because I feel like taxes is very you know intimidating when mm-hmm. it comes for people especially and so layered yeah especially when you're transitioning because you know our season transition transition is a mm-hmm. uh, more than one year, okay? Yeah, uh, real you know, talk. Coming out of a job and then trying mm-hmm. to figure out how to do new tax forms and then all that stuff. I know that can get lost in translation, it's especially because I, for one, do not... Uh, I had not done these percentages appropriately. Mm-hmm. But when tax season did come, because I just said, I'm going to save half my money and mm-hmm. try to figure out what's going on, I was okay and I was good. But mm-hmm. I'm just trying to figure out if you have anything in-depth for taxes because... Maybe I would be eligible, depending on what I do with my future business practices, mm-hmm. to get to that twenty one percent as opposed to mm-hmm. putting out that for Well do you do you have an accountant? Uh no. And so I was gonna ask you initially, bookkeeper first or accountant first? Mm, accountant first. Okay. Here's why. Because b- bookkeeping is like basic car maintenance. You could do it. Like if you had to do it, you could do it. You might not do it perfectly, but you could do it. Accountant is like a mechanic. You're like, I don't, I don't know what the heck is happening mm-hmm. under this hood, you know? And you don't mm-hmm. want the government. Yeah, and eyes. so, like, if, if there's one person, before you get anything else, anybody else, an accountant, and it doesn't have to be an accountant 
that literally you should just be seeing that accountant four times a year maximum, you know? Right. So, like, that, that's the accountant that just is like, okay, every quarter, let's go over what you made, what you spent, you're keeping all your receipts, all that kind of stuff. Um, but, yes, an accountant, because there are laws that are always changing that one person, if that's not your specialty, you're not going to be able to keep up with, you know? You know what? That's a good point because especially in our field, being, like, public figures mm-hmm. and social media, a lot of accountants don't know what the hell we are. Mm-hmm. Right. And they're looking at you like, I don't know what you do. Mm-hmm. I don't right. know how to classify it. You know, I don't know how to mm-hmm. break down what you make and what that means. Yeah, so laws. You, you should be that W4 is always, like, easy. W4 gets a category of something. You know, mm-hmm. that 1099 is always miscellaneous. The W9. Oh, yeah. yeah. They always looking like, okay, so what do you So, what I, well, one, you have to come. It's almost like, so if you're bringing your car to the mechanic, you need to know something. Like, well, where's the noise coming? I don't know. Something wrong with the car. Where's the noise coming? It's coming from under the hood. It jiggles like this. It shakes like this when I turn it on. So you have to come with something to make their job easier. Right. So when so on the budget needs to side, it's a little more complicated. So I literally have a spreadsheet that says date paid, who paid me, how much they pay me, and what was the service. So every mm-hmm. time I get paid for something, so it might be like whatever brand that I'm working with. And I'm like, oh, I got a $10,000 check for social media, you know, going live on Facebook or whatever on this date, and then I put it there. And then what I've learned to make it easier for my accountant is that um, I use, when I pay bills, I use my um, my uh, credit card for my business or my debit card for my business. So it's easier so to that scan way, through because the Because in the statements. beginning, oh my, all I had was receipts, and I'm like, I don't even... <laughs> I don't even, so it's so much easier to be like, because then it, you look and you're like, I def, that's this been a life, I don't a even life. use cash for anything. Mm-hmm. It has to it's look actually my better. statements. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because it's, it's better that way because then they have something to pull from and then you could just pay that statement from your business checking account. Boom, yeah. You know, so you need to keep track of who's paying you. And if you want, actually, honestly, I can email you the, um, my spreadsheet, I can email mm-hmm. to all yep. my friends. Uh-huh, you know? So it's just I so, too. Like, <laughs> you know, because it's just super easy. I just and yeah. then that way I'm like, hey Carlos. So literally, I have a month. So tab one, one says January, February, March. So I just fill it in, and then every quarter I sit with him, and he's like, how much did you make? And I just add up the the sheets. Right. The, the sheets actually add up themselves because I put in like the little um, formula, you right. know. And I'm like, okay, you know, January I made ten thousand. You know, February I made two thousand or whatever. And then he can look at my statement and say, well. January you spent two thousand. February you spent. And it so, all matches up. Yes, and then he says, "Okay, you made ten, and you, in total you spent five. So you have to pay taxes on five. Mm. And thirty percent of five is what? Well, I don't know, like a thousand, fifteen hundred dollars, something like that. You know? Mm-hmm. Damn you, you know? <laughs> <laughs> you know? But but that's how. So you make it easy for them by like you know coming having with, it broken down mm-hmm. already. And here's something that helped my because I was a financial mess too because when you're I mean personally I, I was good but business wise I wasn't because I was doing my own bookkeeping mm-hmm. and so the thing that when I finally got a bookkeeper that she said was so helpful so do this is that anytime I made a transfer business wise I always was really clear in the description transferring makeup for the real because I do like the real oh and I'm the like memos the fr- mm-hmm. yes that's Yo, so that is, when true. I say clutch wow. listen that is so true because then when you that finally get your bookkeeper me. They might come in and actually come digging through your books later, like to help you like clean up your stuff. And you're like, I don't know what that was. I don't know. Start <laughs> doing that. Like every transfer you make, you know, for a haircut, for a show. Like so, I mean, y'all, the way you look is part of your business. Exactly. So you dyed your hair. That hair dye. Mm, I'm using my business card, <laughs> right? So for real. real. Like you get your beard shaped up. Mm, I'm using. I see Dustin on IG. Shows. Like, so I said, like, what is this? All right. So right. So you get your, you know, your beard shaped. Okay, well that that's a that's a write off, but you want to put it on your card, right. you know? Or let's just say for whatever reason you do actually spend cash because maybe your barber's like you tried it, give me my money, you know? <laughs> so then when you're transferring it, 
to give the money, then you you put down like okay, transferring for shape, you know, for beard cut or whatever. So that way, as your bookkeeper comes through, they can be really clear about what you spent in order to maintain your business. Because the more you spend, the less taxes that you have to um get. Like when I bought my car, I got a car. I paid cash. I was like, okay, I had my hoopty, my 99 Toyota Camry for like literally up until last year. And so I was like, okay, I want something nicer. So I got myself a Lincoln MKZ 2015. So not super new, but certified pre-owned, but it's beautiful. It only had like 12,000 miles on it. Mm-hmm. And it was, it was uh, they wanted like 28,000, but I talked them down to 22,000 because I was like, I got C-A-S-H cash. I won't be paying full price. <laughs> right? And, but I put it under my business name. So all of a sudden, because I was like, I, I kept my Camry. Because I'm like, that's my day-to-day car. Right? Because like the government's going to look like, well, what you driving if, when you're not the budgetista? I'm like, oh, no, I got my Camry because it's already paid off. Mm. But now this car is my business car. Right? So now when I get the car washed, when I get it serviced, when I put gas in it, all of that is written off from a business. And the car itself, that $20,000, it lowered my, my tax burden, that $22,000 I paid for it because it was under my business. Even my insurance, like everything is under, I'm telling you, you just got to, but you know, but somebody got to hit you to the game. Yes. That's what the money team is for. Right. Yes. You know? Because somebody told me, so I'm telling you. This is invaluable I feel like a pimp, like somebody done hit me to the game, baby. <laughs> See, well, thank you, rules. Well, thank you for teaching me the game, baby. <laughs> Man. Giving me all the tools yes. I need. I'm just thankful because we don't, you just don't know this stuff because we're talking about money teams and luckily we are in circles where we can get these referrals mm-hmm. and these references and have these conversations. Mm-hmm. But a year or two ago, I wouldn't have known about any of this. And so the thing, that's why I, I, so in my community, I find and seek out people that are dope, that typically are brown and do this. And I share them with the dream catcher. So we like Nativa Heard. She's like my go-to credit person, Angela Housie. She's my go-to um, student loan person. So because I understand, you're right, you might not know nobody, but I'm like, these are people who I vetted, right. so I'm bringing them to you. Now, they ain't free, but at least now you know, and they're in the group, and they will answer questions for yeah. free. How can people sign up to your webinar, well, your school? Oh, so it's the Live Richer. So Live Richer is like my thing, obviously. Mm-hmm. Right? So <laughs> academy.com. I'm trying to log on right? and beat <laughs> on. Okay. So that's where we go to the next level. So if you're a dream catcher, that's where you get all my free stuff. And then when you join the academy, you become a dream builder. Because now you're mm. investing in your next level. So that's where we teach entrepreneurship. That's where I teach you step-by-step step how to invest. Well, not even me. I bring an investment expert to come in and do that. That's where my lawyer who charged me $5,000 for a contract <laughs> comes and gives himself away for free. Right? Wow, man. You know? So, like, yeah, the Literature Academy, it's my um, – I'm most proud of that because it provides three things. Knowledge. That you need for success, knowledge, because when you know better, you do better. Amen. Access, because there's some rooms, there's something, there's certain rooms that you cannot open right. from the outside. Somebody literally has to open from the inside to let you in. That's access, right? No matter how much money you have, no matter how what, somebody on the inside gotta let you in. And then community, because we folk, yes, we work best in community. Yes. So knowledge, access, community, and that's what the um the academy provides. And and so I'm proud of it because I get to provide that for folks who would normally not have the ability to get that and not at that price, 10 bucks a month. My goodness. Mm-hmm. Well, Tiffany, thank you so yeah, seriously, much. Seriously, Tiffany. Thank you. Thank you so much for being a part of our ecosystem and yeah, being man. down and open to share, <laughs> to share all these gems. I was going to be my DMs like, uh, real quick question. 
Every week, question. Right. Thank you for sharing all these gems with our community. Oh, and those of you listening, please share this episode. Spread yes. the word. Yeah. Tell people about Tiffany's websites. All yeah. of them. The free ones. The schools. Challenge. Her books. I'll make sure to post all the links so you guys are aware of how oh, to get you. them. Thank you so much. And obviously, if you guys have any questions, I mean, you have to pay her for that. But <laughs> honestly, I don't do one-on-ones. If you have a question, you can always tweet me whatever. I yeah, no, she's a, she has a school now, y'all. Oh, one-on-one yeah, okay. was a couple years ago. Yeah. <laughs> you can always join the school, livericheracademy.com. Livericheracademy.com. Mm-hmm. Tiffany, thank you so thank much. You. Thank you, Budgenista. Thank you, Budgenista. And for those of you listening, as always, we love you. And we will catch you guys next week. With a little money next time. And protect your magic. <laughs> Bye. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.